when you say stuff like that, like black men, I'm like, I ain't never left my job. I know my 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 good friend has it. My dad has always been there. You, you know, know, my uh, most my, of the black men I know, know have always been around, there. So yeah. I'm like, when you say that, yeah, make sure you say some. Don't say black men aren't there. Yeah. For, some black men aren't there for the kid. Yeah, yeah, some black mothers are. You know, my yeah. my my brother. Shout out to my brother. He has custody of all his children. Mm. He has custody of all his children. You know, mm. mom, I ain't gonna get into the details, but you know, he has he's there for his kids, right? right? And so I hate when people try to use a statistic and try to extrapolate that to go to all black. Boy King Rob. It's your boy Naughty G. We want to thank y'all and welcome y'all back to another edition of Me and Cheat Codes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So as y'all can see, man, we got my boy. I, let me hold on. Let me let me give him a proper introduction, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> we got the criminal defense, right? Criminal yeah. defense and family law. Criminal defense and family law lawyer. Yeah. Uh, recently moved back here to the state of Illinois. Yes. Yeah. Spent some time in Washington D.C. Yep, yep. Learning the game out there with the big dogs. Absolutely. Um, yeah. He's also a member of um, Phi Beta Sigma. Yes. Yeah. You got to say that with a little bit more emphasis. <laughs> Phi Beta Sigma. There we go. Fraternity right. Incorporated. Right. <laughs> Uh, he's also a Northern Illinois University alum. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So, man, just with those accolades right there, man, y'all can tell that we got a big dog in the building with us today. Yes, sir. Um, and we're going to get started with that. Jay, you got anything you want to say before we man, jump in? I'm just happy that you came. Man, thanks for having me, You know, I'm, I'm very happy that you gave us this opportunity because Absolutely. this is a different show overall. I know a lot of our shows be different, but this could actually benefit us as black people absolutely, uh, as a community because you know things that we damn near don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm glad you came for real, man. Thank now, you, and, man. and just real quick, I, I want to say thank y'all for having me, right? Yeah. I, I can tell you I've already looked at a lot of the things that y'all had, and y'all are already helping people, man, right? Sure. And so I'm like, y'all helping me get the message out. So right, I thanks. appreciate y'all. Yeah, yeah, no, thank, thank you. We all win. Everybody eats, B. Yeah, for sure. Everybody eats, B. I love it, man. So with that being said, Alante, man, we're going start from the very very beginning um you know like like i mentioned a little a little bit to you before you know i like to actually allow people an opportunity to know who you are right. outside of the titles that you have right For sure. right you know right. what i'm saying yeah, so man start from the very beginning man born and raised where'd you grow up you know you had siblings how was mom and dad what was the the family dynamic like start where yeah. you want to start yeah, man. So I was born in Chicago. Okay. We lived out there till I was like five years old. Okay. Then we came out to Rockford, mm. right? Okay. Now we lived in a terrible uh, neighborhood in Chicago. Yeah. Where? Um, so Cabrina Green, when it was still up. Yeah. Okay. So we were out there. We wanted to get somewhere better. And the crazy thing projects. is, when we came to Rockford, we were still in the project, <laughs> but it was an upgraded project. So right. we was happy, right? Okay. So, okay. Um, and, you know, I have, what, nine brothers and sisters. So I wanted 10. Right, mm -hmm. and we were always in rough area after rough area. Mm -hmm. 
But what I can say is I've always had a strong family unit. Mm-hmm. You know, my no matter what we went through, my dad was always there. You know, sure. advice, my mom was always there. Mm-hmm. We was roughing it, yeah. but we was all roughing it together. And, right. Right. and the crazy thing is, I didn't even know we were poor. We were poor. Yeah. Right. But I didn't even know we were poor until I got a little bit older, older because yeah. my parents always found a way to make sure, to happen. Make sure we had right. that toy right. we wanted. Right. Yeah. Make sure we, you know, did what we wanted to do, right? Yeah. Um, and so the important thing was no matter where we were, despite the fact that we were always in the hood, yep. we, we, I always had like a, a strong family yep. unit. Oh, and yeah. of course, you know, at some point things got better. We had a sponsor that kind of helped us get to a better school. Right. Okay. Um, but the good thing was, you know, my family, we fought, me and my brothers and sisters yeah, fought sure. all the time, yeah, sure. but, but we were always so tight. And I think that helped me all the way. Absolutely. Man, you know, good, let me ask you this, uh, if you don't mind, because I also grew up in a, a fairly large household, not as large as yours, but I have, I have, I still say I have five brothers and sisters because I technically do. Yeah. Rest in peace to my older brother, Amad. He passed um, this past summer in September. Um, so now I have four brothers and sisters. Okay. Um, but I wanted to ask you though, when it comes to that dynamic, because similar to you, we grew up in rough areas and yeah, we yeah. moved and we moved and we moved and we moved and we moved. And I think the the good thing that came out of that was that like my siblings became my best friends. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And not right. only that, but then it also helped me because when you got all of these people in one house, right, all these different personalities. You learn how to deal with people differently, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So can you speak on that, like yeah, that dynamic with your siblings? Absolutely. For one, I can say there ain't a prosecutor alive that could compare to any of my siblings, right? <laughs> I can tell you it's always worse battles with them. Right. Um, but no, the great thing is we were always close. Yeah. Okay. We always looked out for each other. Even when we fought, it's that one thing to where it was like, I may say all these things about you, we may fight, but at the end of the day, once we leave this house, can't nobody else say nothing. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. always been the kind of relationship that we had with all my siblings, right? Okay, I right. could not, you know, I have an older brother named Quincy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't stand him. When we were at the crib, <laughs> we, 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 we used to always fight. We could not stand each other. Right. But at the end of the day, one thing that, you know, our parents instilled in us is no matter what happens within those walls, right. when you go out, that's your yeah, brother. Exactly. So right. even yeah, though, and we yeah. close, I yeah. do want to say me and him are close as heck now, right? Yeah. We yeah. cool, yeah. even in real life. But yeah. even back then when we didn't really like each other, we knew once we, we left them walls, Family is all you got, right? Exactly. Like family, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we, we looked out for each other. We made sure that we pushed each other. Yeah. And then even outside of just being close, mm-hmm. we pushed each other to, to also excel, right? Mm. My thing is I have an older sister who's a doctor, right? Right. Um, she's the first doctor in our, our family. I'm the first lawyer. Okay. Mm. I could tell you her drive kind of pushed me, right? Right. Yeah, I would yeah, see yeah. her. She would get in the newspaper because of something yeah, she did right, academically. Right. I'm like... I want to get a newspaper <laughs> right. too, right? I'm like, yeah. I want to, and it, it's, it's yeah. great to have that type of role model. Right. Like, even uh, beyond my parents, I felt like I had, you know, I'm on the lower middle. I had older siblings. My sister Shakita's the same way uh-huh. that I could look up to yep. who just did such great things. And so we had a tight relationship. You know, maybe it was a little more hectic in the crib than it yeah, was, right, but outside right. it was always like, I got my uh, sisters back, I got my brothers yeah, back, sure. and we always pushed each other to like try to excel. You know Absolutely, what I'm yeah, that's dope. Where does that uh, where does that come from? Like, well, let me ask you this: uh, What does your parents do for careers? Yeah, so my my dad was a truck driver mm. um, up until he, you know, he had back surgeries, ended right. up messing his back up. Like he literally worked his back to the bone, mm, yeah. and my mom. You know, she works at Walmart now. She's worked there for a while. But I remember at one point she was trying to work two jobs at the hospital. And so 
um, you know, they've always had lower income jobs, but they've always grinded. Right? Yeah, right, and they've sure. always yeah. told us, like, you know, they instilled in us, like, you can work. You can get anywhere. Yeah. Right? You may see some people who are up there and you may, you know, there may be some people who are doing things that people are telling you you can't do. Right. They are the ones who instilled in us, like, look, as long as you work, uh-huh. right, you yeah. can do whatever you want to do. Just right. outwork them, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, um, and so the good thing is, like I said, no matter where we were, we had good parents who were mm-hmm. going to instill that into us and, you know, a good good family dynamic right. that kind of helped us right. get where yeah. we needed to. That's good. So it sounds like you come from extremely modest beginnings, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like you said, your mom, for the most part, worked two jobs. Your dad yeah. was a truck driver yeah, and yeah. so much so to where he literally worked his back yeah. to the Oh man, like he was in, like, I mean, not to go, but he was in a coma, right? They had Mm. to do surgery on his back, and something happened to where, like, he was was out for a while, right? One of the scariest moments in our lives. And, you know, that's why they really pushed us. You know, I didn't even think I I could be a lawyer, right? But, you know, my parents, my dad especially, sat me down, was like, no, if you want to do this, you can do it. He wanted us to have the jobs to where, you know, we're more, we're, Focusing more mentally or being strained mentally than physically. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And that's what that was the push that they really had for us to where like we want you all to have that opportunity to where you don't have to, you know, break your back. And and that that's why I was going with it. That that was my question. Cause I wanted to ask, like, okay, how did you get from my mom working two jobs, my dad's a a truck driver, I want to be a lawyer. Like that don't usually how does that happen? Was it was it the you tell me, like, how did that happen? Man, all those debates with my family members in the house, man. Like, <laughs> literally, nah, I used to, it's weird. I used to like arguing. Right. Like, I, I used to love arguing. I've always been a person who liked speaking publicly. Right. right? Like, I was never a person who shied away from it. Yeah. I liked it, and I liked arguing. Right. And so, I'm not going to lie, part of it, honestly, I wanted to play basketball when I was younger. Right, right? okay. I, I, you know, in my head, I was like, I was, I was smart. I knew... NBA probably not going to happen, but I was like, I can go overseas or something yeah, like right, that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And what I found early on was being a lawyer was just the right answer, right? Mm-hmm. When you're a kid and you, you know, grandma asks you what you want to do, if you right. say the NBA, they're going to be like, okay, baby. What else you want to But if you tell grandma you want to be a lawyer, yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, man, yeah, and they bragging. Yeah. And so I'm not going to lie. In the beginning, I was only saying it because it was the right answer, not because I really... Honestly, I just didn't think I could do it. Mm-hmm. Right? I was I was very much like, you know, I didn't think I was smart enough. I was a I wasn't a bad student, but I was just a very average student. Right. right? Okay. Right. Um, you know, two point five in high school. You know, not bad, but, but you, not three point nine. Right. 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 Average. And so yeah. the thing was, I really, I really just said it because I knew that's what my parents wanted to hear. I knew that's what the family wanted right. to hear. And I, I still to this day remember my dad talking to me like we sat in the car for the longest time, and my dad was like. If you want to do this, you can do it. Right. If you want it, you're going to have to work. Right. Yes, your GPA ain't where it needs to be. You may have to stay in the uh, library longer than others, right? right. And I'm not going to lie, uh, you know, my mom, I always went to for, like, just love, right? Yep. You just needed yeah, to get yeah, the food yeah. and yep. the love. My mom yeah. is one of the most loving individuals you, you will ever meet. Right. But I went to my dad for, like, that that push. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And my dad was the one who was like, listen, Nah, you you got this, right? Yeah. Like, take it like you take basketball. You know how you waking up early to yeah. go and dri- right. do the practice right. dribble moves, and right. yeah. now you need to wake up early and, and make sure you get books. the grades, right? right? Yeah, for sure. And so that really that really resonated with me, right? Mm. And I went from you know two point five in high school to you know three to college to graduating the top ten of my class Damn. in law school. 
Damn. Like I graduated magna cum laude in law school, right? Damn. And if I didn't have my dad giving me that conversation in yeah. the car, I would have listened to I had a teacher tell me, I kid you not, I told her in high school that I wanted to be a lawyer because it was the right answer. Mm-hmm. Right. And she literally told me that that wasn't realistic. Yeah, kid not you not. She told me this is realistic. And so I'm like, I think to myself, what if I didn't have a dad who was who would send me in a yeah, car? That's like, what nah. I was gonna ask you. Too. That's why I'm going with an you know ex as well. Yeah, like yeah, if you you. you know, if if I didn't have a dad who would do that and put me in who knows? I, well, I would have probably listened to the lady and be like, you know what? Yeah, yeah it's not right. realistic. Yeah. It's not realistic. Exactly. You know yeah, absolutely. So you think like uh, without your father, you probably won't be here, or do you think you still would have got here? No, I think without, I think without my family, I wouldn't. Right? Oh, okay. Because I think every step of the way, there's there's traps, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think that mindset of like it's not realistic, I think that plays out mm-hmm. all throughout, right? It I does. think there was there in, you know, my elementary school where I was at, where I lived, in high school and middle school. And I'm not gonna lie, I will say, look, my high school was dope. This was a very this very much was an outlier, right? Shut them out. I, I had East High School. Yep. You know what I'm saying? East High. Um it was it was a like listen, that was an outlier. Yeah. Most of the people that I talked to would never say anything like that. They loved me, right? right? But I do think there's this, even if it's not said, there's this underlying like mentality, mm-hmm. right? To where it's like, okay, go ahead and do the safe thing, right? Mm-hmm. Don't oh, yeah, don't yeah, do more yeah, than yeah. what you, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. and so I'm like my family being there to push my sister showing me like she a doctor right yeah, so i'm like yeah. yo you got the same genes that i got yeah, right exactly. so yeah. i'm like that means there's something there i definitely could do it right. so yeah. i think not just my dad but I, I think if i didn't have that family dynamic i wouldn't be here right you I know you. that's yeah. so dope man because i i'm a big believer in that as well like i said i come from a really really large family as well yeah. and i see the inspirations and the motivations that i put into my brothers and sisters i had a little sister that really, really want to go off to college herself because she's seen me in college, right? Right, right, right. Um, So I think that's extremely important, but I do want to take a, a tiny step back because right, I, right, I right. think something that you said is really, really key, and I think it's something that um that speaks to one of the issues of the black community. Yeah. And what you said was your mom, you went to your mom for the love. Right, right, right. You went to your dad for the the mindset right right and, and they did both they did both but of course yeah. just generally yeah yeah but yeah. i think that's important because i think oftentimes when it's just mom right a lot of boys don't know how right. to turn the emotions off and get focused yeah. right but when dad is around dad get focused you right. know what i'm saying and i think you need that balance of both yeah, yeah. what about you that, yeah. oh my okay. god sorry no, no, so, so with me like uh with my lifestyle, that's pretty much how I went to the streets. Is because, like I said, my dad was there, but he wasn't like there for that push exactly. and shit like that. So it, it veered me off to go find that motivational, that, that, that masculinity, yeah, that, yeah, right. yeah, that like wherever that, you could get that, it. Yeah, right. that's that's the streets yeah. is where it was yeah. at. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the crazy thing is, when I was out in D.C., I handled a lot of juvenile cases. Right, ninety nine percent of my cases, mm-hmm. single mom. Right Damn. to a point to where when you know we we're getting information. I'm asking for a number. You know, like what's right. the number for you, for your family members? I would always just say mom. Right. I was like, right. what's your mom's number? And every one out of every fifteen clients, they would be like, okay, do you want my dad's number too? I got so used oh, to yeah. it just being yeah. mom. Yeah. Right. And I think that you know. I feel like I'm very blessed to where my dad was there, mm-hmm. to where my dad was able to push that, you yeah. know, and say like, hey, you could do this, right? And right. I see it all throughout D.C. I saw the repercussions of that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I, that's why I also think that it's on us. Like, I, it's amazing what y'all are doing, right? Mm-hmm. Because we need to make sure 
that the the male role model figures that they go to right. are not in the streets. They're exactly. people yeah, like yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. They're people who are trying to give them, you know, let them know what not to do. It's yeah. people like me, right? Yeah. I think it's kind of on us to, be, you know, kind of go in and make sure that we're the ones yeah. who kind of help lead the way right. for those people because everybody may not have it. And, of course, the best thing is for, you know, you know, fathers to step up, but right. there's a lot of problems with the criminal justice. Mm, there's a lot yeah, of problems yeah. that we can get into. Yeah. That's why fathers isn't aren't there. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of like positive black role models who can go in and kind of actually help save us to where they have those. Yeah, exactly. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. No, okay. Yeah. okay. So because I, exactly what you're saying is exactly in my it's exactly why I decided when bro wanted to bring. I'm like, let's do man, it man. because it's so much that these young black boys need. Mm -hmm. And because we live in a, a age of the internet and social media, you can literally be a role model for young black boys that you never would have been able to touch right. without a platform like this, right? Oh, man, you know man, what I'm absolutely. Sure. So I appreciate everything that you just said about us, especially him, but about us having this platform to talk about it and to reach these kids because mm. Because it, it's so critically important. And like he said, and like I was saying, when dad is not in that household, when you boy, when you're a boy and you're a natural boy, right? right, right, right. I'm going to say natural boy. <laughs> I'm going to just say you're a natural boy, right? right I'll leave right, it at right, that. Right, right, but when you're a natural boy, it's a craving for that masculinity. Right, you need right. it. You know what I'm right. saying? You need it. So when we don't have it in the household, we go other places to look for it. And oftentimes Absolutely. it's people who aren't. Right, that great of an example that we get it from. Right, for sure. Right. So I think a lot of us fall into that trap. So I wanted to ask you, yeah. how do when father when dad is not in the household, how can some of these boys start to find that masculinity in a positive way? Right. So I, I feel like you know, honestly, I think it's on. I actually think it's on us, right? I think mm -hmm. I do have a responsibility to actually go out and reach reach out, right? right. I think that of course I want to tell you know. Boys who are in high school, people who are lost, make sure you're going the right way. Make sure you're looking for things that are going to help your mind, not just, you know, your pockets or whatever. Right, right? Sure, yeah. Um, but honestly, I, I want to actually put the onus on, you know, I know a lot of people who are, you know, graduated from college. Mm -hmm. I, for the first time in my life out in D.C., I worked with multiple male black attorneys, which oh, was something... I graduated, the class that I graduated with, there was only two of us damn. in the entire class. Damn. Black or male? Black male. Okay, okay. How, many, how many people was in the class? 110, damn. I think. Damn. Two black males. Two. Two. Damn. Out of like 110, yeah, right? that's crazy. I think it's on us to actually go out there, make podcasts where you're reaching out. Right. I want to start a scholarship, right? I'm, I'm in the middle of that. I want to actually start reaching out and actually help, you know, bridge that pipeline. Right, right. And honestly, I don't... All, Believe it or not, I don't think college is the only way. So I'm like, I don't want to just say like you have to go, go to college. Yeah. Right. I do want, I do think you need to have a plan, right? And yeah. I just want to help. Um, I want to help somebody do that, right? Yeah. Even if it's just one person. The crazy thing is, if I live my whole life and I only help one, one, one yeah, man, yeah, one black man yeah, say like, look, you help me change my life, right. I'm, I will die peacefully. Yeah. I will die peacefully. Can I ask you, uh, so to, in order to be a lawyer, the only way you can be a lawyer is to go through college or can you? Yes. So you, well, unless, yeah. So I think California is the only state where you don't have to... Um, oh no! You still got to go to college and law school. You just yeah. no, 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 no. You no, no, no. You don't have to go to law school in uh, California. I think. Oh damn! For real? You could do something called an apprenticeship. Oh, okay, um, I get and just you. take yeah. the bar. You okay. don't have to go to law school. That's the only state. But mm. I would not advise that. And so no most bad of, route, huh? Bad way. It's just it's 
for one, California is the hardest bar to take in the oh, nation, okay, okay, and okay. It, it doesn't leave. Most people fail if you oh, go okay. to law school because yeah. you learn how to you learn to do what you got to do, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. But so college is pretty much the only way, right? Oh, you got to okay, go to college okay. and then go to uh, law school after right. that. Um, and I would say just you know. My, I, I was never, like I said, I was never the greatest student, but I still feel like there's ways, right? right. As long as you, you know, you're willing to work for it. I've seen people outwork. I've had the, you know, ADHD diagnosis and things that people said was going to, de- mm-hmm. you know, derail me. And I was able to do it. And so I'm like, anybody can't, right? right. As long as you're willing to work hard enough. I right. Think, I yeah, the reason why I asked that, because you said there's only two of y'all. Two. And you know what I'm saying? You know, some kids probably think it's too hard to become a lawyer or it's too boring or yeah. something like that. So that's why I was asking, is it another route to go? Yeah, nah. So, I mean, you do got to go through the college route unless, like I said, California, but that's very rare and right. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't advise it. Mm. But yeah, it was, it was only two. It wasn't two that started. So there were more that started, but unfortunately they either, some transferred, so it wasn't all bad, but okay. some right. failed out, yeah. unfortunately. Right. Okay. Um, but only two of us graduated. Yeah, that's, that's good, but bad. But yeah, that, yeah, yeah, man. It's... <laughs> Yeah, double edged sword, right? It there. is. Let's yeah. go back a step though. How was um high school for you growing up? High school was high school was good, man. You know, I was into basketball. Yeah. That's what I did. Yeah. Basketball was my life. I even got it tatted on my arm. Yeah. I got the <laughs> yes, I got yeah. the the crown basketball. Right, yeah, basketball players. <laughs> Everybody got to do it. Everybody got to do it. Everybody got that shoulder tat. <laughs> so yeah, I got the basketball. No, what what's worse? Is I got the it's basketball is IZ life. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, bro, like around our time, bro, that that term, that phrase, basketball is life. Basketball yeah. is life. I remember yeah. that term was real popular, bro. So that's crazy. So man. Nah, it was it was good, right? Because um, you know, it was it was a nice time. I, you know, basketball was great, you know, I was very social. But I guess the thing for me was I only did what I had to do in school enough to to keep my parents off my back and to do basketball. Yep. That's the only thing I cared about. Yep. And I guess that was the issue because I don't think there was ever a push yep. to do more in high school, right? Yep. So that's I think I don't think I got the 2.5 because or the you know the 19 ACT because I was you know I couldn't have did better. Right. But I was like that's all I needed to do. Yeah. You know yeah. mom and dad yeah. ain't really uh jumping down my throat as yeah. long as I got that and right. I, that's good enough to stay on the basketball team yeah. so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm straight, you know? Is, is you still cool with Trey cuz I remember you and Trey yeah. used to be killing. Yeah, 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 Trey is still y- y- Y'all still okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. man. And y'all so, niggas was cold though. Oh, yeah, I ain't gonna cut. Let me ask you this man cuz I, I think again you hit on something that's really important. I really want to pick your brain a little bit on this. Um, because I had the same mentality as you, as you right, in high school. Mm-hmm. And literally, bro, everything that you said in terms of your GPA, I had a 2.5. Your ACT score had a 19. Just like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right, so right. I see so many similarities. Right. But I want to I wanna talk a little bit about that mentality because, yeah. because it's one thing to do just enough. Right. It's another thing to push the next level and excel. Right. Why do you think for yourself first and then for other black boys like us, right. Why don't we have that in us to excel? Why why is it just I right, I'm gonna just do just enough and I'm cool? Like why why is that? Right. I think it's a mix of things, right? So for one, I think it, it, there are external factors, right? Mm-hmm. I honestly listen, I wanna say this. I don't know if anybody from East is look watching. I had an amazing time at East. The staff <laughs> was wonderful. They were amazing. This is not a shot at anyone there. <laughs> However, I will say you know, external factors, some external factors, they don't push you or there's mm. not this expectation oh, okay. for you to have mm. this, right? right? And it doesn't just go to the school. 
it starts with the family. It yeah. goes to friends. Like the yeah. what happens around you affects you, right? absolutely. And yeah. so I'm like that mentality. If if it was never expected, or you know, it wasn't a thing to where you know, there's some people who. If they don't, if they're not getting A's and B's, that's a problem. Right? Exactly. Yeah, like yeah. They, they, it's yeah, an expectation. Yeah, it's not yeah. like A isn't something that you just get and that's good. It's like yeah, you're supposed to get that, exactly. right? Exactly. And I think the mentality has to change all the way through. It has to change in you know the family, the yeah. neighborhood, the yeah. culture, everything that we're you know we're seeing in the media. All that has right. to change. Yeah. And I, I'm telling you, it's crazy because it seems like that's a lot, but it will trickle down, right? Yeah, sure. Once we change the mentality as a community, yeah. then you're gonna have we. I want to see it to where black boys are like, yes, I want to be like, I expect to be on the honor roll. I expect to get a a scholarship, right? And so it's going to take, it's going to take some internal change. And the reason why we don't have that mentality, I think it's because those external factors, Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. I I believe, I honestly believe that it truly, truly starts in the household Mm -hmm. first because that's where you're spending most of your time. Absolutely. That's where you're getting all your examples from. And yeah, you go outside, you're around friends and things like that, but if you don't have, like you say, that expectation right. from, from the place that you rest your head at, the place that you know you got to go back and provide answers in terms of your behavior and your performance, if the expectation is, no, you're supposed to be getting A's and B's, why is you walking in here with C's and D's? I think that changes a lot for us on top of, like you say, the environment. But I, I just... At home. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah it's, and the, listen, it's the house. T- it's the home. Let me tell you why that's important, right? I, I had a friend who... um. You know, he was telling me in front of my parents, uh-huh. like, man, my mom is mad at me because I got C's. C's means I'm average. Like, why mm. is she getting mad, right? Mm-hmm. The great thing about my parents is they are, they did it, they still expected excellence, right? They mm. did push and say, like, look, you got this. They're not putting us on punishment or giving right, us a right, whooping right, for right, it. Right. But they're like, yeah, we do expect you to do better, right? Yeah. We don't care what's going out in the uh, outside world. We don't yeah, care yeah. what your friends are saying. We don't yeah. care what's going on. You know, my the good thing is my parents, they not only believed in us, but they, they had those expectations. And I think if in a household, if you have high expectations and high warmth, right? Mm-hmm. You can't just be high expectations and you're not hugging and you just mm-hmm. beating them anytime right, they're not right, doing right. well. I feel like out. at that point, you're, they're still going to do uh, terrible, right? Yeah, yeah. I think you need to have both. I expect you to do well. You yeah. have to do well. At the end of the day, I love you, right? I'm and not good going. Job, right, yeah. Good job. Like, I'm going I'm to reward you when you do it. I'm going to help you. I'm going to be there for you if you're struggling. Yeah. But, but I'm not going to have more. expectations. Yeah. You right. can do you it, do right? So you're saying basically... The you know the father and mother dynamic you get yeah. the love from her right. and then that the that, sternness, that, that sternness right. from the father but right. you saying both of them need to do that or just both of them I think both of them did do that yeah right? both of them did it like yeah, yeah, yeah. listen my mom was my biggest one and I want to make that very clear I'm right. not gonna lie you know my dad I love my dad to death my mom has always been the biggest supporter and the biggest mm-hmm. but when it came to like that you got this. I expect this mm-hmm. from right. you. That was more my dad. My oh, okay. mom was like, you know, it's my mom okay, was like, I want yeah, you good. Right. You try yeah, yeah, yeah. You got this, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, they both had the other, but I think it was just a nice balance of nice like, balance. like I said, yeah. I think you had that high, high expectations. Right. Yeah. But also like that high warmth. And I think that's necessary. It right. Is. And I think you do start there. Yeah. And then I think that's the most influential. And then your friend group is actually the next, right? Yep. I think your school is actually not even in second place I think the people who you hang out with after you get out of school mm-hmm. is the oh, next yeah, right yeah, yeah. so that's why I, yeah, that when you sense. said what should uh, guys do yeah. get friends like you don't I'm not saying get 
rid of your friends, but make sure you're hanging around people right that you want to be like. Mm. Hang around people that you want to that you see yourself becoming, right? Yep, because yeah. that's the next most influential after your household. Yep. Yeah. And then from there, you know, you also that's why we also want to make sure we're making schools, you know, we're we're making schools better, you know, mm -hmm. school, public schools better. Mm -hmm. we're, because then after that, the next biggest thing is you yeah. know those type of external yeah, factors. Yeah, because yeah. 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 I. Uh, I said this last episode, like, the guys I grew up around, they not bad people. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? It's just our environment is what we was so used to that we got caught up instead of really being focused and zoning in on what we needed to do. Right. So, Let me ask you this. So I agree with you. <laughs> I'm going to ask you this to his point. Do you see a lot of guys in your, in your profession, do you see a lot of guys that make mistakes and find themselves in a situation because they wanted to be cool or they wanted to impress a friend. Because I think, like he said, like most guys ain't bad. We right. just find ourselves in situations. You mean like the people that I know like in the law field or more like high school, college area? What do you mean? Just like more so of your clients. Like more oh, so of these yeah, boys yeah. who come into you like, hey, I need a lawyer. Like are you, is it more so these guys are out here just committing crimes or yeah. these guys just finding themselves hanging around the wrong people? Listen, I, I can't say his name because client confidentiality, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. But I would tell you, I had a client, right? Uh -huh. Who was seen as a menace to the court, right? Mm -hmm. Running away, fighting, stealing, trying to ride a, a carjack. Yeah. What we did was we took him, he had an uncle, he was living in DC. Mm -hmm. He had an uncle who was a drill sergeant in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Now, when I tell you this kid was a menace in DC, like the mm -hmm. court, the court hated him, right? Damn, the yeah, court yeah. hated this little yeah, boy, right? Yeah. In order to get them, because I want to keep them out of jail. Right. In order to do that, I, you know, I set it up with the uncle. We got a nice um, a, a place for him to stay. We got him in some programs out in North Carolina. This kid went from a quote-unquote menace yep. in, in D.C., hanging yeah. around the wrong people. When he was in, the, in, in North Carolina, I kid you not, within a couple of months, he's sending us um, honor roll papers and awards Dang. that he's getting in school. I I could not, I, I, I am wow. not making this up. Right -handed. Just getting him out of that environment, yeah. within two months, getting him out of that environment, putting him with this, uh, uh, with this uncle, putting him in a different neighborhood to where he's not in the same place in DC, yeah, right. literally changed his life around in two, two months. months. Imagine if you have this for your lifetime. lifetime. Right, Think yeah. about 16 years, right? Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, your where you are matters it just yeah. does right yeah. and i think that i think that's how it is with most of my clients none of my the reason why i liked doing that is because there is i would say i'm gonna say 99.9 .9 percent of my right. clients none of them i thought were bad guys of mm -hmm. course you have that random where you know yeah, it yeah, may be yeah, some mental yeah, stuff yeah, to where yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, it's yeah. different but i'm like i would tell you i would say a vast majority were just like in the wrong situation, we're struggling, we're hanging around the wrong people. You do have to take some accountability. You do? Right. right, like right. I, I, when it comes to people I'm talking, uh, like if I'm talking to like a public forum, mm -hmm. I want to say we need to do better for the community. Right. But when I'm talking to an individual Did client, you? I tell him like, you, you need, still need yeah. to take responsibility. Right? Right. So I never want to say they're, uh, like they're not responsible. However, we would be we would be doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't mention the other factors that right, play yeah, yeah. into how somebody turns Absolutely. out like this. Yeah. And it is such a huge uh, uh, part yeah, yeah, of what my, my clients turned out. Yeah, so, yeah. so I wanted to uh, say, like, okay, we, we talk about the environment. So you had a bad environment, but you had that solid household. Right. So basically what you're saying is a lot of kids out there need, like, a solid base. Right. Right. Yeah, foundation. Right, because yeah. listen, I think at the end of the day, you know, that can change. I think that's the most important thing. Now, listen, there are some 
let's let's be honest. There are some parents who are doing the right thing. They right. are, you know, doing the best they can, trying to put their kids on the right track, but there are outside factors mm-hmm. that still have them lead yeah. on a on wrong path. Yeah. Yeah. But what I will say is you try to put your... Um, we need to try to put people in the best situation as possible. Right. And the... The start is the household. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think the household being great can help you overcome the fact that you're not in the best neighborhood. You don't yeah, go to right. the best school. You want to get everything good, right. preferably. Yeah. But yeah, the household is the most important. Yeah, thing, absolutely. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because uh, obviously, you know, you had a a, a really really solid um, home dynamic. Right. How much time did you actually spend with your parents, right? Not not just a we in the house chilling, but like, yeah. no, like, let's actually spend some time with our yeah. kids. Like, how much was that? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was a weird kid. I love being with my parents. Like, yeah. I've never, you know how people say they have the phases where they didn't like their parents or they didn't get along. Me, my mom, and my dad have always been like this. Yeah. To this day, me and my dad will spend about five hours, if I got a day off, playing yeah. Tekken. Right. Oh damn. Whenever I was in college. Now uh when I was in college, you know, for spring break, I would spend like a day. Uh, you know, I go on a little trip, but any the rest of my break, I actually wanted to go back and be, you know, with my folks. Yeah. Eat good, you know, and I just always me and my me and my folks were always close. I never had a rebellious phase with them. Like I've always like been really, really close Mm -hmm. with them. And I think that's also why you know, what they said to me really resonated, right? Yep, right. Because I'm like, I, I was close with them. I trusted them. Yep. They never did anything to, like, push me out. They, you know, I messed up at times, yep. but they didn't do anything to, you know, make me feel like I was unwanted or it wasn't right. okay right. that I messed up, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm not going to lie. I've always had a real good relationship yeah. with my parents. Is how this, oh, my bad. How long How long they been married? Uh, ooh, I hope they don't see. I, I think, like... <laughs> 20 years? Oh, damn, that's good. Yeah, yeah, so they've, yeah. Been, they've been married for a while. Yeah, yeah for They've been sure. married for a while. Yeah, do, for sure. do, does your siblings have the same relationship with your parents that you do? So, have and uh, have, right? Okay. So, I, there are some of my siblings who don't have a good relationship mm-hmm. with, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, As every family. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I have a... Um, not all of my, you know, I said I'm one of ten, but some I have brothers, half sisters. Yep, and, right. You know, a lot of that yep, dynamic yep. may have to play with it. So, yep. you know, not everybody was um, as close, but you know, me, my sister, yeah. um, you know, I have you know a couple of brothers who are really close. Like we, we were all very close with our parents. Okay, like, okay. Yeah. How, how did um, the siblings who aren't that close? How did their lives turn out? You don't got to give like nothing specific or put nobody out, but right, like, right, right. How, how did how did their life path go versus yours? Right. I mean, their lives turned out well, right? Like, I, you know, it's, I, it's not like a comparison type thing. They're, they're, they're fine, right? Yeah. I think, you know, uh, you know, my family, even the ones who didn't have, aren't that close with my mom and dad, of yeah. course, they wish that they were. Yeah. Right, right. right. Yeah. And so, you know, even within that, I can see, what I will say is I can see, even within my own family, I can see why it's important to have a you know relationship with your parents. Absolutely, right. that's all I was saying. Exactly, right? and I was just gonna say yeah, that's yeah. good enough, and yep, that, that, yep, that's, yep, that's yep. one hundred percent good enough because yep. I also think that's important. But let me ask you this: Have y'all ever, um, as a family, ever did any kind of like family counseling? Was that something that? No, but see, and the thing is, we haven't. But I think we it would have been good to right. Right. Yeah. I think you know it, it kind of stems from 
you know, when it comes to the black community for the, the longest time, anything that was therapy or counseling yeah. related was seen as like, there's something wrong with you. Right. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and that's just a terrible way to think about it. I think it, it should be looked at as like maintenance. The same way you exactly go to a, the is. doctor yeah, to check yeah, yeah, up yeah, on yourself. Yeah, right. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't say like, oh, well, I would never go to a doctor. You know, you, right. you go to the yeah. doctor, you get a physical, you want to make sure it's good. Right. right? Yeah, you go to sure. get a checkup on your car. Yeah. You, you just want to make sure it's good. It, yeah. it shouldn't be look at, looked at as a thing that's bad. Yeah. Right. right? It's something that you just want to make sure that it's better stronger right yeah. So, yeah. unfortunately I do think part of the um, dynamics could have been just, just the, co- the culture right yeah. to where theater I mean uh, um, the you know look going to uh, therapy or anything like that was not yeah. necessarily yeah. something that was good yeah. you know? so is you like uh, you more into your therapy now or um, so I actually a little bit not as much as I need oh, to okay. right I used to um uh, actually talk to someone called a Morita therapist, right? What's that? It's just something, it's like um, Eastern oh, philosophy yeah. therapist. Oh, and okay. it, mm. it just focused more on action, right? I think I, before we started this, I was telling you, I used to have a fear of failure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah The yeah, reason yeah. why I didn't uh, go for college basketball the way I wanted to was because, honestly, I was afraid I was going to fail. I was always the biggest, the best on my team. Right. And you get to college where everybody is the biggest, the best, and they're bigger than you, yeah, right? Yeah. And so I um, I didn't go for it the way I wanted to, and I told people it was because of school. Right. But the, honestly, it was because I was afraid to fail, right? So I was, I'd rather stick to something that I knew that I could succeed in instead of going for that uh, thing that, you know, I thought I was going to fail in. And so the Marita therapy, the reason why I went for that is because it's an action-based therapy, right? It focuses on just go for it, right? Right. Just let reality tell you what's going on, mm. right? You go for it. If you fail, then you fail, right? But you can live with it, right? Exactly. Right. You rather say, "Oh well," than "What if?" Because yeah. oh, "What if" will stick with you yeah, your right, entire yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, you will sure. yeah, get yeah. old thinking about what if I would have did this, yeah, what if I would have yeah. did that. Oh well, is something that'll pass, right? Yeah, like really. I tried it and failed. Oh well, I right? like that. Yeah, that's how I feel about the music shit. That I tried, I tried <laughs> yeah. it, it didn't work. Yeah, you I said did a few it. things that, that we need to go back <laughs> on. Yeah, hold on, hold on. <laughs> saying that camera, what that therapy was. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, 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 yeah. spell it. Spell yeah, it. Spell for, it for, for the audience. Yeah, so yeah. it's called Marita therapy. It's Marita therapy, and it's based on, like I said, just action. Right, yeah. it's it doesn't really focus on you know, and I'm not saying there's one therapy that's better than the other. You got to find what's best for you. Mm-hmm. The thing that I liked about it was that it didn't focus a lot on like feelings and uh, childhood and trauma. For the most part, mm-hmm. it focused on where you are now and just learning to take the action. Mm-hmm. Right, you you feel depressed? Okay, let's see how you can still do what you have to do while you're feeling depressed. Mm-hmm. Right, it doesn't focus on trying to cure it. It focuses on compartmentalizing it yeah and still being able to live your life right, right? like go go it's a, it'll it'll pass right mm-hmm. you'll have this emotion everything will come up but at the end of the day it is more it's focused on teaching you how to act despite your feelings right okay. you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah definitely yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and it, it was it was it was big for me i'm not gonna lie it was it was definitely something that yeah, was definitely. big read the therapy and because i, I want to go back to something you said as well and i want to say it because i think it was key yeah. you, you said you said, I'd rather live with a oh well than a what if. What if. Yeah. yeah. And that's key. Yeah. I'd rather live with a oh well than a what if. Right. And I think that's big. Um, so definitely, I hope y'all caught on to that. But what yeah, I also sure. wanted to say, I want to go back a little bit to what he was talking about in terms of, like when he said, uh, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't not go to a doctor to get right. your normal checkups, your physicals or whatever, right. right? And even that is something that a lot of black men specifically struggle with. We mm-hmm. don't like going to doctors, mm-hmm. right? But if we sick, 
we gonna go. Right. So it's the same thing with mental health because I'm I'm big on mental health and Absolutely. we gonna get into that topic as well. Absolutely. But what I want to share with the people is that you have to treat your mental health. The same way you treat your physical health, right? Absolutely. When you get sick, you go and you see a doctor. You let a doctor tell you, okay, this is what's wrong with you. This is how we're going to get you back right. Right. This is what you got to do. Here's your instructions. You do this for X amount of days, you'll be okay. Right, right. Your mental health is the exact same way. It's Absolutely. all health. It's Absolutely. all health. So when you mentally are feeling ill, you can call it depression. You can call it anxiety. Mm -hmm. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But it's an illness. And I hate that black people have this stigma of it, mental illness and they think, oh, mental illness, I'm crazy. Yeah, but no, it's not wrong. Right. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's just, so you wouldn't, you wouldn't say I'm physically ill or right. something wrong with me. I'm crazy. No, you right. wouldn't use, I'm just... I'm right. sick. So it's the same thing. And that, I just wanted to quickly let the people know because that's how we got to look at it um, yeah. as black people, as a community, and as a culture. Like your mental health is not, it doesn't mean that you're crazy. That's exactly what he said it is. It's maintenance. It's maintenance. Right, yeah. that's, it's that, maintenance. That, that, that's all it is. And especially as black men, right? I think everybody needs to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Let me make that clear. Right. Yeah. But as black men, I feel like there are so many things that we, we hold to our chest. Mm -hmm. There's so many yeah. responsibilities that we feel, or rather it's real or just external mm -hmm. people feeling like you need to do this, yeah. you need to handle yeah. this. And I think being able to talk about it, being able to work through that will help us all as a community, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Uh, feeling like you can't talk to somebody about it or feeling like you have to just hold this in, yeah. I think it's such a detriment. It yeah. is. You know? Yeah, Absolutely. What throw me off about therapy is the, the payment part. Like, I feel like <laughs> if I got to pay you to... Hear my feelings. I feel like it ain't right, genuine. Right. You know, what I'm saying? that's but, how, that's my mindset. I like right, right, just right. take my money without me knowing, <laughs> and then let me just sneak it yeah, out. Yeah, just sneak it out. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what my mind be at. No, but yeah. I, I I agree, man. I think it's it's maintenance. It, and the crazy thing is, for the for, for the most part, my entire life, I'm I'm gonna be honest. Most of my life, I just felt like I didn't have any problems, right? Like mm. I was, I, you know, not necessarily like no problems at all, but I was still always happy, right? I, yeah. I, I was always, you know, yeah. somebody who thought that things would get better yeah. up until 2020. Talk about it. So something happened with, uh, you know, my family, we, um, with my wife, mm -hmm. very, I'm not gonna get into it, but very traumatic event for us. Right. Um, and it just felt like, there was so much piling on for the first time in my life. And for the first time in my life, I felt like I didn't know what to do, right? Mm, yeah, it, yeah. Before, when something happened bad in high school and college, for the most part, I was always like, okay, I'm going to just do this. And right. I always felt, I, I felt like hopeful. Right. Right. Yeah, like, I could yeah, figure yeah. it out. I was always hopeful. hopeful but yep. for the first time in my life, I was, I was like, I was sad. I didn't know what to do, right? Yeah. I didn't know how to deal with that because I'm a happy person. Yeah. And it was genuine. It wasn't like, a, you know, I'm putting on a happy face and I... It was something that was weird for me because I'm like, this, this, I don't like this, right? Yeah, and I right. didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. Yeah. You know, we don't talk about therapy yeah. and something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And luckily I've been able to get past it. You know, I feel like I'm on a good track now, but I'm like, I want, you know, people to have that type of resource. I don't want them to be in a spot where right. they're like, man, I'm, this is the most, this is the hardest thing that has ever happened to me. Yeah. Right. And I don't know what to do. Mm. I don't know who to turn to, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm like, you know, I have my dad and I could always talk to him. But even in that moment, I was like, this ain't even, this ain't even that, that right? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. didn't know what that to do. This, the, this, this one. was yeah. one of the first times. And I, 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 I genuinely, one of the first times in my life that I felt this way, mm. right? Yeah. And I think that, again, we need to have, you know, that type of resource to where people know, especially within our community. And it's something yeah. that is, um, not stigmatized. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Do, do you yeah. mind if I ask how did you handle the situation? Yeah, so for the most part, I did end up talking to someone. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that was uh helpful. Honestly, just give man, me a time. I have the, the, my wife, mm -hmm. man. 
Mm. My wife, when I tell you I have the... Because Talk she, about it. She should have been as bad as I felt. Yeah. She should have felt 10 times worse. worse based on it, right? right? Like, she's the one who really... And we just really leaned on each other. Mm. And when I tell you, my, I have the the most amazing, most... Like, I've never had someone Talk about like, it. You know what I'm saying? Talk like, about like it, honestly, man. no, my wife... You got a black man on here talking about man, this motherfucking this, no, white. Listen, this girl, the troop. Yeah, she, she actually went to, uh, she went to East as well. Oh, real? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn. That's, That's the Y'all both from Damn. Yeah, both from Okay. But not even the... I told him about... Let me tell you about my wife, man. Please do. So I come to Illinois. I get a job uh, at this uh, law firm. Very good law firm, but honestly, I felt... So they, they expected you to bring a lot of money in, but they were not giving you a large percentage. What do you mean, bringing money in? So clients, right? So you, oh. I'm bringing in the clients, okay, right? So okay. I may bring in like $20,000, $30,000 in a month mm-hmm. worth of clientele. Clients, yep. And I would just say I wasn't getting a huge chunk of that money. Mm-hmm. Most of that right. was going to the firm, and mm-hmm. I understand, right? But to me, I was like, this doesn't make sense, sense. right? Yep. right. Now... I'm not going to lie. At the time, we didn't have a huge savings, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're good now. I told my wife, I'm like, I don't want to work here. I want to start my own thing. Mm-hmm. Now, you go to a, a woman after <laughs> having a baby. Yeah. <laughs> we had just had a house. I had uh, had a baby. Um, no large savings and tell them, I want to quit my job mm. and start my own business. Mm. Most women are going to look at you crazy and be like, hey. all right, well, you can quit after you make some more money. Talk, Come, about yeah, talk yeah, to me yeah, in a year. Yeah, talk yeah. about but it. But my wife told me, what do you need me to do? Like, let's come up with a plan. Let's do it. If that's mm. what you need, right. let's come up with a plan right now. We'll make it work. And I'm like, ever since then, she helped me get it started up. She helped me make the website. Damn. Like, she literally is not somebody who just believes in me, but she's like, I'm going to make this happen. happen yeah. And because of that, now we have more money coming to the family than we've ever seen in our life. Yeah, you damn. know what I'm saying? That's dope. And that having, too dope. Oh, yeah. man, my wife is is like, I cannot yeah, tell dope. you enough how, like, it, it's, you know, I feel like one thing I've always been lucky with is having such... A great people in my life, yeah, yeah, yeah. whether my parents, my uh, uh, brothers and sisters, my wife, like That's everything amazing. I am is because of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love yeah, to hear hold that. Hold on, hold on. And, and for the people out there, it is good women in Rafa, <laughs> and it is good men in Rafa, man. I stand on that, man. You know what hey, I'm let me ask this. I think this is a great time to ask the question. Um, okay, so before you got into your career and before you became the man that you are, right? Right, right, right. I'm talking about you in that stage and with your wife, and maybe at this time. You guys weren't married, but y'all was still rocking together. Right, right, right. Before you became the man that you are, right? Mm-hmm. What were y'all believers and followers of the 50-50 debate, or how was y'all household household set up? And then how was it set up now that y'all that both you guys are now kind of into your careers now? Well, you know what the 50-50 debate is. Yeah, right? so like uh man, woman play yeah, 50-50. Yeah, yeah. So the way we saw it was I I we look at it this way. Um you have dependence and then you have interdependence, right? Mm-hmm. We just felt like our family is stronger when we're forced together mm-hmm. than whether it's one or the other. Mm-hmm. Now, right. With that being said, I, I tell my wife, I told I, from the beginning, I would I told my wife, once I got it, you don't have to handle mm-hmm. it. No, okay, yeah. But until I got it, we're doing this 50-50. That's right. just that's how it works. Like my thing is, you know, now we're good and she, you know, she wants to work. She not, right. she not, she yeah. actually wants to work. So yeah. she's not quitting, but she can quit if she wants to. Right. She doesn't have Shout to. Shout out to you, man. Right. Yeah. And I, I let her know like supposed to do. Yeah, I tell her she don't have to work, right? She wants to, but I'm not gonna lie. Beforehand, especially when we had the baby. 
that she didn't even think about quitting, and I that wasn't an option for me. I'm like, <laughs> right, we gotta yeah, get yeah, my also. Yeah. We wanted to make sure that we gave our daughter everything that we didn't have, right, right? and sure. if that means we have to do it together, we we do it together, Absolutely. right? But luckily for me, like she's never she told me I'm never gonna allow you to just take care of me. She was right. like, I yeah. never want to just give up. For her, it's almost like I always want to be able to handle it by myself. Right. Absolutely. You know, now that we got it, she doesn't have to, but um, if we don't got it, I'm I'm not the 50-50 yeah. type. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I am the 50-50. No, I listen, man. I listen, right, man. right, right. No, it's good that she think like that because, like I said, God forbid something happen to any one of us, she, right. she can still, like, somebody, she can still yeah. right. hold the fort down. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. And she was, yeah, she's like, nah, we we doing this. And I think we both, like, like I said, we want to, you know, before... I thought success was just making it to where your bills were on auto pay. Mm-hmm. To me, I was like, once my bills are on auto pay, I <laughs> yeah. made it, yeah, right? Yeah. Like when they used to call and say, Do you want me to put the bill on auto pay? And I'm like, no, no. call me every <laughs> single time. You you use my car. I want to get a call. I don't care. And I was like, yo, once we once I get to that point, I'm successful. But then my mindset and her mindset is the same to where we like. Let's see how far we can go. Yeah, for like, sure. Why for can't sure. we be, you know, the first million? You know, I was the first yeah. lawyer yeah, in my family. Yeah. Why can't we be the first millionaires, right? Mm. And we're like, it'll be easier for us to do that together. together than, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. So that's, I that's love that. Process. I love that, and I want to ask you this because, again, do you mind if I ask how old you are? Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Okay, yeah. perfect. So that's a great age because you're still young. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're still a young man, still with a long ways to go and right. to learn, but you also are old enough. Right. And you've put in the work to put yourself where you at right now. Yeah, right, sure. right, let me ask right. you this though. Do you feel like um or let me ask you this? Did you and your wife ever have some struggles before y'all got to this point? Like was your wife ever I don't want to say defiant, that sounds kind of bad right, and childish, right. but did y'all ever have um Arguments. like stalemates in the relationship and how did y'all work through them? Right. So one thing listen, I, I I'm not gonna lie. Um I told my wife the on our third date she was gonna be my wife, right? Mm. One thing that um made me really um connect with her is the way we argued, right? Mm-hmm. You're gonna have problems. Right. Yep. You're gonna have fights. Absolutely. We had a ton of fights. The thing that made me comfortable with going forward with her is the way we were able to resolve it, right? Mm-hmm. We've never cursed each other out. We've right. yelled at each other, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, we know how to calm down and then come back and figure it out, right? right. Okay. And so um, we've had, of course, we've had big issues. For the most, when I was in law school, we were long distance. We were long distance for three years. Damn. Right? Like in different states and shit? Yeah. She, oh, okay. she was out in uh, the D.C. area, and okay. I was still out in Illinois, oh, right? Okay, so yeah. all throughout law school, right? And so... You know, it was the fact that we really trusted each other. We were able to communicate even after the big arguments. And we've had some big I'm arguments. Sure. I'm sure. It's the way we were able to get over them, right? right? The way, you know, we're able to eventually put our pride to the side, right? Yep. The thing is, we will apologize even if we didn't mean it the way you took mm, it, right? right? And that's yeah. hard for people to do, it right? Is. Because yeah, then, if yeah. you're right... I don't care about the fact that you mad at <laughs> right. the way I'm yelling. I'm right. Yeah, you can't yeah, get yeah. mad at me for yelling when I'm right. Right. Yeah. But it's it, it, the thing that I like about her and the thing that we're able to do, I'm able to say, like, listen, if you don't like the way I use my tongue, I apologize for that because yeah. I did not mean to, Yo. you know, come yeah, across that like way. That, right. Yo. What that does is that brings defenses down, right? Because yeah. right. now it goes from us just trying to win to okay, now we can actually figure out the problem. Right. And the the what's important is 
that was important for me because I've had relationships before where I didn't think we weren't good at resolving. Right, we yeah, weren't good. Like yeah. everybody's going to fight. Yeah. But we, I've had relationships where we weren't good at resolving. And so with, you know, with my wife now, honestly, I knew early on and it never wavered because not only did I have that love for her, not only did she have that love for me, not, she pushed me, I pushed her and we were able to like, resolve the hard stuff to where right. I'm like, okay, no matter what happened, mm -hmm. I lose my job right now. Um, you know, one of us gets into a drug addiction or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I, I have no doubt that we're going to be there for each other and we're going to actually work to help each other. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, for sure. That's is there, um, what, what is you guys' relationship with God and religion? Yeah, so we're both uh, faithful, right? Um, I think I need to, we, we both need to go to church more, but we still tithe. And I think that was, the the number one thing for us, right? Oh, okay. Like I, I think for us, we definitely wanted to be, you know, we wanted our household to be a household that goes to church. Mm -hmm. I, we know putting God first actually helps us as well. Mm -hmm. You know, we say prayers every morning. And I think that also has helped us um, with where we're going in our lives with mm -hmm. keeping God first. Right. You know, absolutely. I think that's important. It's something that I just recently have been trying to do more and more in my relationship. And one thing I can say about it for sure, like, for instance, um, and I need to do it every day, like you said. But it, this past Monday, mm -hmm. um, I called my girlfriend and, you know, in the morning before she left out for work. And I just say, you know, babe, I just want to wish you a great day. And I want to yeah. say a prayer for us and for you yeah. and for us before you get your day started. Right. And I said a prayer for her and for us over the phone. And, yeah. and I think. It definitely did something to me, right? It right. made it's, it, it, like, it brought about a certain type of calmness right. and a certain type of um, I don't want to say um, certainty, but mm -hmm. it, it brought about something in me to where I felt like as a man we're gonna be okay. Right, I right, got, right. I got what I need to lean on, right? And she can lean on me right. as long as I'm leaning on God. We okay. Y'all good. So, right. so I think that's really important. But can you can you speak on that? Because you say y'all pray every day. Like I think that that's one of the things that really build and yeah. keep that glue together, yeah. man. Because right. when you know it's something bigger than us, right. That's that's involved in this. Yeah, you have Listen. no choice but man. to bow down and to give it to God. And then to also know your place in this relationship. Right. And listen, so we, with our daughter, we we pray in the morning before she goes to school. We pray at night before she goes to sleep. Right. Okay. I told y'all about that time in 2020 mm -hmm. where it was the worst time for us in general. Yeah. Right. It was a very, like I said, just dramatic moment, really destroyed us. It rocked us. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'll just say it. So my wife had a miscarriage after, mm -hmm. you know, and we were like, at that point, you know, we were trying, we were so excited that we were having a baby and that just like, rocked our world because it was later in the you know yeah, yeah, yeah. just like we didn't know what to do right wow. we didn't know sorry to, to hear that no no I mean it was yeah, cool I, I got my beautiful yeah, baby yeah. girl now yes, so sir. we good yes sir yes, but um sir. you know leaning leaning on God helps too right yeah you know having that hope that things will be better and when you feel like you're in that despair it's just hope is a very powerful thing right, right? Mm -hmm. right. hope that things will be better than where they are now is 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 powerful, and I think we get that a lot from God, a lot from religion. Absolutely. And I think that's why it was so important for us to be with a mate that has that. Yeah. Um, and again, we need to be we need to be better, right? I'm like sure, right yeah, now, yeah. I'm going, you know, every other weekend. Like I'm going tomorrow, and I try to go at least, you know, once or twice a month. But I'm like, I do want to be more involved with mm -hmm. the community, you right. know, um, with with my church. But mm -hmm. 
Um, you know, for us, it was important that our household has God first. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that something that came later on in the relationship or was that something that's been there from the beginning? From the beginning. Literally, I remember the first first few conversations that we had. We talked about that early on. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, late at night, you know how you be you like, you know, just up. talking, yeah. laying yeah. up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the crazy thing is we had those deep conversations and, you yeah. know, religion and God was definitely one of them. Yeah. Right? right, for sure. Because I know for me, you know, that it's is important. A, that's a must, right? That's yeah. a that's a deal breaker, yeah. right? Like I'm, I don't think you're a bad person. I think you could do whatever you want. I don't, you know, that's good yeah. for you. Yeah. But I'm like, for me and my household, yeah. and so I'm like, before we even go further, I need to know. Yeah. You know, I need to know about that. Yeah. Right? Absolutely, I got two questions for you. What's up? What's up? All right. So the first question is, um, so like, um, um, I lost my train of thought. You got a question? I... No, I got a question. Uh, so your girl from Rockford, is it hard to find a good girl like that out of Rockford? <laughs> <laughs> no, they out there, they man. They out there. there. You know, you have to look. They out there, that, man. man. You man. just gotta go, man. That's what I believe. And, and even with like, like you know, she was dope because in law school, right? So I had an opportunity to go to school where she was, right? Oh, okay. I had a full scholarship. In she a lawyer too? No, no, no. Oh, so okay, she, okay. she's a teacher. Oh, okay. But you know, it's hard to be, you know. Uh, be long distance like that, right? right? Yeah, you gotta have a sure. lot of trust, yeah, right? Yeah. A lot of, Especially a lot of trust. when you're in college, right? And yeah. I'm like, I had an opportunity to go out there, right? right? But I would have had to give up a full scholarship, damn, and just her being like, no, like what? Yeah, right, you gonna yeah. be good, like, right. yeah, get that, you know, get that free free degree. Education, you know what I'm saying? Right, you're not gonna get no two hundred thousand dollars worth of debt exactly. just so you could be exactly. here yeah, when you yeah, just gonna yeah. be out there for yeah, three years. Exactly. And so I'm like, all the everything about the mindset, and I think that's what you have to, you know, investigate. Like, I think you, you know, I don't think you should be talking about everything super serious first date type right, thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I'm like, investigate that type of stuff, right? Yeah. I think you want to fall in love with the person, the, you know, it's not bad to fall in love with the looks, but also right. like the mindset, right? right. Yeah. And I'm like, that. I loved everything about that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I came back to my question too. Uh, I'm assuming you guys are about the same age, right? Yes. Or roughly yeah, around yeah. the same age. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, with, again, with this this age of the internet that we're living in, especially with social media, do, do I, I think... You you definitely on social media. Oh like yeah, a little yeah, yeah. Bit. yeah, yeah. I'm on social, media, on social media. On social media, she's a little. I'm actually on social media. Well, I was pretty heavily. I slowed down a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I've ever seen your videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're doing some videos. Yeah, yeah. We got we got a couple of banger yeah. videos out there. Yeah. yeah, so we're we're on social media I, for the most part. So what I I blush or brag about my girl on social media. Okay, what I don't do. Is put an argument out on social. Of course, media. you will never see like a oh, uh, like, you know, a yeah, sub know tweet. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. Don't put your fucking business on social media. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, telling you, do yeah. not do that. I know uh, what you're talking about. Yeah. I, don't, I don't do that shit either. Yeah. But, but let me ask you because I had a question about it. Um, has social media ever affected your relationship anyway? No, no, it hasn't been. Uh, no, it hasn't uh, affected our relationship. What I will say is, you know. I, I call it building the, the trust wall, right? So one thing that I did, um, that I had to do was build her trust in me, especially Absolutely. being uh, far apart, right? Trust is uh, oh, yeah, hard yeah. to build, easy to break, right? Absolutely. What do I mean by that, right? There, there are girls who will be, especially after a video goes crazy, who will be yeah. in my DMs, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. One thing that I knew, I had to make sure that she felt comfortable knowing that I'm not responding or if it was something inappropriate that I tell that person, this is inappropriate. Right, I yeah, have a girlfriend, yeah. I have a wife. Mm. What that does is, early on, I, I, she going to be mad that I'm saying this. Early on <laughs> in the relationship, she looked through my phone. Uh-huh. The, the best 
best thing about it is she didn't find nothing but either me saying good things about her, or telling girls I can't, or not saying anything, or saying like, "Hey, don't contact me." Yep. You know what kind of trust that yeah, builds yeah, for sure. when you when they yeah. sneak into your phone and they see stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. So now when I'm going to even after graduating law school, I went to New York for a little while, mm -hmm. and we were apart. Yep. She has all the trust in the world. Yep. You know what I'm saying? She has all the trust in the world because when she comes out to Illinois, all the people that I hang around with already know her, even yep. though they ain't never seen her yeah, in person. Exactly. Right. She, she doesn't have to worry. And I'm like, I built that trust. And I'm yep. like, there's two things that we both have to do. I have to... I have to make sure that I'm not doing anything to make sure that you, you know, don't have anything to be jealous about. But at the same time, you have to trust me. Right. right? Exactly, right. As long as we're both doing our job, as long as I'm not having girls call me randomly who you crazy. don't know, yeah. cool, I'm doing my job. That yeah. means you, and since that time, I would say early, early on in our relationship, she has never asked to look at my phone again. Yeah. She has never asked to check it. She's never looked yeah. at it because she just trusts me. We have right. this high trust. It's, yeah. it's hard to build, easy to break. And because yeah. of all those yeah. little situations, yeah. now our trust is like yeah, top yeah. notch. Top, you know? top I, I got to be devil's advocate for the women out there. You went through her phone. I was just going to ask you that <laughs> shit. I know. <laughs> to be honest. I got to ask for the ladies. Yeah. Listen. You know? Have you ever went through your lady's phone? Listen. <laughs> she had to build that trust this with goes, you, right? No, listen. I'm going to say this. Be honest. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I was very confident. I'm like, you is what? not crazy what? enough. <laughs> I'm like, this girl is not crazy enough <laughs> to ever, ever talk to another dude if you got me. I don't want to worry about that. Not even a minute, boy. I'm like, that's geez, funny, this girl ain't never that crazy. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? I'm worried about, worried about some yes, dude. I ain't it. never looked. No, nah, listen. It. At the end of the day, I will. You know. um, I've never looked through her. I've never looked through her phone. Right. Um, but at the, uh, I do want to know. So I have a female friend who's like my best friend. Right. Oh, okay. As far as any other females, even acquaintances, I, I mean, my thing is, if she don't want me to hang, out, I just don't care if it's an acquaintance. But I'm not gonna lie, my best friend, yeah. Latrice, that's my homie, right? Okay. Like that. But when it came to her friend, I'm like, I need, uh, if I don't know dude, you're not hanging around with Period. me. Period. Honestly, yeah, yeah, it's sure. just not happening. I think yeah. that's like, if, I don't, though, huh? if I don't yeah. know dude, I, it's because, just... Because, so, let me ask you, is it because you know how men think? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. yeah, that's how you Absolutely. feel. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. It's not even you. Right. It's not you. It's not you. And, and my thing is, she does have a male friend who I've met, I'm cool with, like, you cool, I'm cool with, you know, him being around, because I, I, I talked to him multiple times, mm -hmm. he cool, but I'm like... You just still know. Nobody else. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. like, that's not that's not happening. I know how our guys think. And I'm like, that's about as far as it would go. Like, I never looked through a phone, but I am very like, nah, we not yeah. we not having no yeah. work husbands yeah, or nothing. Yeah, sure. That shit is not for jumping sure. off at sure. all. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I, I love agree that. with that. Yeah, I do too. yeah, I'm just like that. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, little baby boy or baby girl? Baby girl. What's her name? Ayla. Ayla? Ayla Renee. So it's, it's dope, right? My name is Alante Rahim Holiday. She is Ayla Renee Holiday. Wow. I was born uh, 9 92 She was born 9-22-22. Wow. So, like, that's, that's, that's my, and I and bet she probably heart. looks just like so, you. Know, so so your birthday <laughs> automatically canceled. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. I don't got no more birthday. I don't got no more birthday. My birthday is planning for Ayla's yeah, birthday. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, my birthday yeah, is. Yeah, I'm going to get a tie and be like, all right, here you go. So you say she's 22, so she'll be three this summer? No, no. So 22... Uh, she'll be one, right? She'll be so she's two. Seventeen 22? months. She's seventeen. 15 months. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so she's she, so she'll be two. two. She'll be two. This she's gonna be two. Yeah, she's yeah, gonna yeah, be two. Coming up, right, right, right. Okay. She's gonna be two. You this see year. how quick I got that in my head. I got kids. Yeah, you know, I got that. Nine, twenty-two, twenty-two. 
9.45 a.m. I remember the time yeah, and everything. That's my heart, man. How has life as a father been for you? Man, it's been amazing, right? Yeah. When I first became, at, at first, you know, when I did become a lawyer, I was like, hey, I just want to be a lawyer. You know, that was my whole, whole thing, stack bread. Now, part of the reason why I went out on my own, started my own law firm, the law firm that I was at, again, great law firm, mm-hmm. they, on my daughter's birthday, I couldn't get that day off. Oh, we yeah, were planning yeah. something for the weekend. Her birthday was Friday. Yeah. We had something planned for Saturday, but I'm like, look, I'm done with everything. I went to court that morning. I was like, look, I want to leave. I ain't got nothing else to do. Right. Yeah. I couldn't get that day off. Wow. Honestly, the, the money kind of started the thoughts of me leaving, but the that was the breaking point. I was yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. done. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, that little girl, that's my heart. Like, that's I, I will go broke. I don't care. I will. Yeah, work. whatever you got to do. Yeah. I, listen, I just do Uber every night. I will <laughs> yeah, drop yeah, being a sure. lawyer. If, if I had to trade, because you know, there's a lot of lawyers who their entire life is the courtroom in the office. Yeah. And then they may spend, you know, 20 minutes with, uh, you mm-hmm. know, I'm like, that's not going to be me. I had a nice family unit and I'm not, I'm like, I'm not trading that. So yeah, right. if the only way I can do that is to quit my lawyer job and, you know, drive Uber, do Lyft, I promise you in a heartbeat, I would do it because mm-hmm. the, the most important thing is me being there for that little yeah, for girl. The kids, like, yeah, that's yeah. my heart. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like that, that little girl, man, means everything. Yeah. Me, that's man. how I am with my kids. Like, yeah. ain't nothing going to stop me from nothing. trying to provide a better future for them. Nothing. You know what I'm saying? Cause especially you be having them jobs out there that don't care about how many times, how many times you've been there, how yeah. long you've been there, uh, how many hours you done spent today. And, man. And, or your kid's birthday. They don't care they, about nothing, bro. They don't care you know about that. It's, so, it's a business, yeah. right? It's, it's numbers for them. Yeah. So I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm like, that's fine. But now I just need to do, I need to do my own thing. Yeah. I need to be there I got to figure daughter. it out. Shit. Right. And so now I see my daughter every single day. I drop her off at school. I pick her up. On that's the weekends, dope. I'm with her. And if she has a birthday, because I'm the boss, I automatically get that day off. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, sure. I don't have to worry about that ever again. And that, sure. that, that, that's huge for me, man. Yeah, that's dope as hell. Let me ask you another question. Um, when you hear the word fatherhood, what does that mean to you? Um... Fatherhood is, honestly, to me, it's like guidance. Being there, like, I think it's something, you know, I will continue to say, I think both parents need to be both. I need need to show my little girl love Mm -hmm. and affection. But I think of my role as to guide you, right? I know how guys think. I know how the world is. I've had, I've dealt with cases where, you know, girls were involved in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. My thing is, at the end of the day, I'm going to love the mess out of my little girl. Mm-hmm. Right. But the thing that I care about is that I've guided you the right mm-hmm. way. Right, for sure. I've guided you to, you know, to where once you're 18 or whenever you go off, that you know mm-hmm. how to, you know, get ahead in the world, protect yourself in the world. And I'm like, to me, that's what I think, even if you felt like, and she would never feel this way, right. even if she felt like my daddy didn't love me, if you felt like, look, he... Help guide me mm-hmm. to where I need to be. I feel like as a father, I feel like I, I feel like I succeeded. Right, but with that being said, my little girl gets all the love in the world. Yeah, she she never got to worry about that. As she should. You know what I'm saying? How does the because uh, I know your wife is a teacher. You're a lawyer. Yeah. So is the baby girl in daycare or? Yeah, so she's in daycare right now. Uh, my wife, she's not a teacher anymore. She does like she's over like the gifted program. So she's in central mm. office mm. and she's over like 18 schools and they're like oh, gifted wow. programs or something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. Nah, baby girl got it rough. Like yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, we go. Uh, her mom is gonna be on her in school, and oh, yeah. she go. Oh yeah, she gonna yeah. have it rough in school. But, uh, but 
She's in daycare right now, mm-hmm. um, and daycare is expensive. It's almost as much as our freaking rent. Yeah, like, somebody told me that. Yeah, yeah there is. I think somebody was telling me like how much, how expensive it is. High as hell. It's tuition. It was thirty six thousand dollars for the year. It's crazy, bro. Like that's just to watch a little baby play with toys, change a diaper, or something. No, I'm not gonna lie. After I found out the price, I called up my sister. I'm like, when we start the daycare, yo? When are we start? When we getting this set, yo? Because this is it's crazy. Some crazy. cartel type yeah. stuff. They got money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so we nah, got we we drop off at daycare. Okay, um, and, and she's like, she's getting used to it now, man. And I just, man, I love being around that girl. Yeah, absolutely. I love being around that girl. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you this: Can you speak to the younger guys who um who either maybe thinking about becoming a father or like has recently become a father? Like, let me ask you this: Yeah, is, is it? Obviously, right, it's better to get your life set up so that right. you can provide for your right. family how you need to, but a lot of guys aren't in that situation. Right. So is there any advice for guys who are who just recently become became fathers? How do they still get their lives set up so that they can build a better life for the kid, but then still be there for the kid at the same time? Is it a way to do both? Right, right, right. So I'm a I'm a give I'm a put on my advice hat as a father, but I'm also gonna put on my family lawyer hat. For right. Sure. So from the advice standpoint is you know, the most, you know, be there for your child, right? right? At the end of the day, if you need to provide, right? If you need to, you know, do what you have to do mm-hmm. in the meantime, and you can work on setting it up, right? Mm-hmm. If you're working on getting a job, if you're trying to get an apartment, if it's a situation where, you know, you may not be together with the mom and you want to make sure things that you have uh, things set up, I would say it's going to be hard, but you do need to work on both, right? Mm-hmm. Get Work on getting the money to get everything set up to where your your girl, your baby girl or baby boy has a nice place to stay. Right. But also be there, mm-hmm. right? Because putting on my lawyer hat, the court looks at that, right? Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. Fathers have rights, right? Right. When you go to the court, when I have a father who wants to get their child, right? I go to the court and I immediately, we want to make it to where you don't have to ask the mother. Because mm-hmm. fathers, right. people think that signing the birth certificate Gets you the right to the child. No, you have to go. You got to establish paternity. You could do a voluntary acknowledgement yeah, of paternity, yeah, yeah. Um, and that only thing that does is really make it to where you got to pay child support, honestly. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. when you go to the court and you get all of that established, now you don't have to ask her. You get an order from the court saying, yeah. "Like, hey, this is my child. I'm going to see them." And this is if you're not married. If you're married, yeah, yeah. you're presumed the father, so it's a little different, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. But what the court will look at is they will look at. Does she have her own room, right? So as much mm-hmm. as I would say, like, just focus on being there, right? Yeah. Don't worry about getting yourself set up. You know, you you can work on a little bit, but just worry about being there. Unfortunately, you do have to do both, right? Mm-hmm. The court is going to want to know that you, you, you're you trying to be there for the child, that you're, you know, you're going. Right. The court is going to want to know that the, the child has a, a room to themselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And for fathers, um, you know, I think that that's something that you can do, and that's what I want. You know, that's how that's the thing that I'm arguing to the court, right? right? right. That, and, and honestly, I see it happen so many times, and I've been able to help so many dads out with right. that. You know, right. and so that's why you just got to work on both things. Got to work on yeah. both. So yeah, no. So what's the like? Okay, what's the do's and don'ts to help you as a lawyer, right? In the family case. All right. So listen to me. Listen. Is this the camera that I'm supposed yeah, to talk yeah, to? Your, listen. Listen. <laughs> when a family case, remember that your text messages. Can be seen in court. Is this is this thing on? <laughs> Your text messages can be seen in court. There, relationships are messy. Sometimes right. you're arguing. Sometimes you're saying stuff, and people say stuff out of anger, yes, right? Absolutely. That they yeah. don't mean. Absolutely. And 
when you're saying that you may have something where your girl knows this ain't real, yeah. But when it's read off by a you know a, a proper speaking attorney, <laughs> yeah, and a yeah. I said I'm oh, going man. to beat your. I'm like yeah. you don't you don't want to hear that. So one yeah. of the things I would say is you know especially there's there's two things that I would say that it's like a do and a don't right. right For one, yeah. if you know that it's definitely going down that route, right. right? Um, make sure you're thinking about what you're saying and what you're texting, um, anything of that nature. Um, two, if you are if you are not married, this is going this may cause a little controversy, right? Mm -hmm. I think whether the relationship is good or not, I think if you're not married, you should still go to the court as soon as possible just to get rights established. Oh, Some okay. people may be like, well, if we good, why would we have to do that? I think the earlier you can do it, just get it knocked out, get it out the way. But because if you're not married, honestly, until you get the, you know, everything established in the court, the voluntary acknowledgement of paternity, honestly, you don't have rights. Right. As uh, to the child as a father, hey. because they don't see you as the father until you get that. Wait, hold on, I don't mean to cut you off because you're yeah. on to something, right? But what you're telling me, just so I understand, so right. the artists understand, what you're telling me is that if I'm with somebody, right, and we have a child, this is my biological child, right. Until you get your rights earned from the court, you technically, right, you the, technically the baby belongs to the mom, right? So. Part of it, it, it the part of it has a, a good basis. Most of it is bull, right? The reason why is because you just have to get paternity established. You got to get a because honestly, w the way the court sees it, we know that's the woman's uh, right, child, yeah, right? Yeah, like you, it's it's factual. Yeah, like there's yeah, nothing yeah. to question. It's not right. the question. As far as the man, you you technically don't know, right? So you got to get the uh, paternity established. Now there's a way that you don't have to. Again, a voluntary acknowledgement of paternity. Make sure that you sign it. Not people think the birth certificate is all you need to sign. No, voluntary acknowledgement of paternity. Right. What's the difference? So one of them actually has more weight. Like a birth signing the birth certificate doesn't really do anything. Right. Like voluntary acknowledgement of paternity says like it says like yes, this is the father. Right. It's the right. more. It's the more. It's you the still more need to do formal. more. Right. And you still need to do more, but that's the thing that's the most important. Right. Can you say it again? What the, the voluntary acknowledgement of paternity? It's called a. A lot of people say a VAP. VAP. Yeah. Yeah, VAP, right? Okay. And so you definitely need to do that. And I think that you should go to the court just to get things established, even if things are going well. Again, if you're not, this is if you're not married. Because if you have a child when you're married, you're presumed the father. Well, I, I want to talk about unmarried because that's what a right. lot of our people right. find ourselves right. in. And so I'm like, there's a lot of times where, you know, I would have, I've had friends, fraternity brothers, you know, call me and it's like, hey, what to do? And I'm like, listen, go to court, right? Even if things are good, because if you're not established yet, you know, if, if she wants to move, you want to be able to be able to stop anything like that. And things can go bad, right? I see it kind of like a prenup, right? Right, yeah. You don't think of a... Some people think of a prenup as you're preparing to divorce. I'm like, no, it's like having, an, you know, like life insurance yeah, or something, sure, right? Yeah, yeah. You Hopefully, you get that prenup, you put it in the desk, and, and you, you never, never use it again. To, uh, you right, never right. look at like it. Like life that's, insurance. Right, that's the thing that you hope that, that happens, right? But you yeah. want to be protected if something does happen, especially because, you know, I've handled clients who deal with money, and you know, yeah, are, are yeah, fighting yeah. over a lot of money, over jail time. Honestly, to me, my child is the most important, right? Mm -hmm. right and yeah. I'm like, this is the one of the most important things in your life. And you just want to make sure that you have all types of protection with that, right? right? right. You don't want to be in a situation to where now, you know, you're uh, because the mother of your child has been in um, Arkansas for six months. Right. Now, 
even though y'all had the baby out here, y'all been out here. Now you have to fly out to Arkansas just to get rights with your child, right? Get right. it established as soon as you can. And I don't know how you have to present it. Try to present it as nicely as possible yeah. to where nobody's mad. And some people that, may yeah. not like this. That's, that's this it's controversial. Yeah. It's controversial, right? And yeah. I know it's hard, but I've just seen too many. And let me be clear. I, I don't want people to think most of the most of the things that I see in the courtroom, honestly, is, you know, women who are with actually trying to get dads who aren't great, right? I've seen a oh, lot yeah, of that, right? Yeah. But I guess that's what makes me so mad and want to fight so hard for the good fathers, mm-hmm. right? right? Like, to me, there are a, a bunch of dads who aren't there, right? There's right. a bunch of dads, right? Yeah. So what what blows my mind is when you have a dad who who's trying to be there, who has to take you to court to be there. And so that's why I tell my dads right. who are trying to be there, protect yourself, right? Yeah. This is not a thing against women because, they're you know, I have a lot of clients who are women who are really good mothers, who mm-hmm. are just trying to do what's right for their children. But... For my good dads out there, make sure you protect yourself. Absolutely. So protect yourself. So so um, because, like you said, I, I think it's two ways we can go about it, right? One way is the actual conversation that you need to have with your spouse or with your partner or right. with your girlfriend, whatever she may be, because we're talking in terms of you guys are unmarried, right? right? right, right, right. So whatever you want to call a girlfriend, whatever, right? So we can talk about that side of it and say that, like, okay, like, how do you approach that conversation and is that a conversation that you approached with your wife? And right, if it right, is a right. conversation y'all had, were y'all married at this time or was this before marriage? Yeah, so we 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 didn't have the conversation because we were married, right? Okay. At the end of the day, I mean, look, I, look, my wife ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. We good. We in this, <laughs> we in this forever, right? That's it. We, I love it, man. We ain't going nowhere. Um, I love it. But, it, you know, for God forbid something happens, I'm, I'm already in a position to where I'm presumed the father which is is actually kind of weird because you could run up into a situation where the biological father is not presumed the father and the man who's in the marriage is presumed mm. the father of somebody else. So it gets tricky. It's, yeah, it gets tricky. It gets weird. But being married just protects you from that, right? So right. I didn't have to have that conversation with my wife because I think we're, we're already fine, right, for multiple reasons. But how do you approach it if you... The, honestly, I feel like it's no, it's no one size fits all. Can right? you get a prenup while you're married? No, no. So the prenup is for it, but oh, you can get a postnup agreement. Oh, okay. Yeah, you get. It's, they got postnuptial agreements. Oh, okay. I would say if you're gonna get a prenup, get it before. Before you get married, <laughs> yeah. definitely yeah, get no, it. Let, let's stay on track. Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So as far as how you talk about something like this, I feel like I can't tell you because it depends on the person, the family, right? Like I think that if this did, if me and my um, me and my wife weren't married, right. I would just, like I said, we've had hard conversations before, and I would just come to her that way, like, hey, listen, I know everything's right. I know this is not about distrust of you or anything. It's you told me that you want a dad who's going to be there for your child. I just want to do everything I can to make sure I'm always there, right? That's the type of way that I would, would present it, right? But I also, my wife is a very, like, understanding. She's not the type to try to use a child against me or anything. And, look, the reality is, you know, there are some parents who will try to use children oh, against, against the other. So, I'm like, you have to figure out you have to figure out the best way. But what I will say is, at the end of the day, I think it should be done, right? right. Like, even if you feel like it's going to be rough, and you know, while it's happening or they're not going to be happy, um, I would say just make sure you present it as, like, not— this isn't something where I think you're going to be, you were unfaithful, yeah, so I'm nah, getting a DNA test. Right. It's not something where, you know, I think you're going to leave me or something like that. You, 
you want to be there for your child. I want to be there for our child. Let's just make sure that we're both able to do that without right. hindrance. Right? So does it? So do you take away any of her rights by doing by setting that up? No. So it's not a situation. So she don't. The the, the woman never. Only way it's the woman will lose custody. Yeah, only way it, is that what it is? It's, it's not called custody anymore. It's called uh, parental. Um, it's it's time and decision making, mm-hmm. right? Oh, okay, okay. But for the most part, she's not losing anything. It's right. not like because you have a dad now, you're, I'm losing something. It's no, we're yeah. the parents. That's yeah. essentially what it what the court is saying. It, the court is saying, okay, mom, we know you're the mom, right? Because yeah. maybe yeah. came from you, yeah. but now we know that this is the dad. Mm-hmm. Right, because uh, you know, since we're man, you know, you, you, you technically you don't know who the father is mm-hmm. until a yeah, DNA yeah, test, yeah, yeah. right? And so the court is like, okay, we know you both are the parents; you both have equal rights until you lose them, right? Or for the most, I will say, I am simplifying it. There's a lot of things that go into play yeah. as far as who has what type of decision making, yeah, yeah. and a lot of times, you know, mom still has. Well, it's a lot. It's complicated. Right. I would say that, mm-hmm. right? However, what it does do is establish rights for dad, right? right? And it just, in the eyes of the court, now you're both the parents. Mm-hmm. You both, you know, unless you're unfit, you both, you know, can have whatever parental time or whatever decision making. Right. You know? So, can, so, we and talk- this is for Illinois. If anybody's watching, I'm, I'm talking Thank from you. the lens of an Illinois, Illinois attorney. Yeah. Do not go to uh, oh. Vegas court and be <laughs> yeah. like, hey, attorney Holiday told yeah, me yeah, this yeah. is Illinois. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you this in terms of that as well. Um, so when you say dad's rights, can you break? Because I, I don't. what the fuck do dad's rights even mean? Like, what right. does that mean? Can you break that down? Right. So it goes, it goes to the fact that dad's right to be the parent, to make decisions, to be there. Because there's a lot of, I, I, I remember I was talking to, um, I was talking to my wife. She was telling me about one of her friends, right? Mm-hmm. And this friend wanted to move. They were in like Virginia or Maryland, right? And this friend wanted to take the child, her child to Texas. Dad didn't want that child to leave. Yep. The the mom was like, well, this is my baby. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I need to do mm-hmm. for my baby. Yep. No. What dad's rights means is that's your baby. Yeah, for sure. You, if you want to go to uh, Texas, either you have to get my permission or we're going to court to decide if you can go to right, Texas. Sure. So when I go to, when I talk about dad's rights, it, there's so many fathers who don't know that they have a right to, it, to say what, they ch- what their child can and can't do. Right, yeah. There's a lot of dads who actually believe that they have no, they have, they That's can't do I'm anything. Asking, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, there's yeah, dads yeah, yeah. who believe that they don't have any uh, decisions. There's dads who believe they can't get any time. Like, right. honestly, they feel like there's nothing that they can do yeah. because they're, you know. The mom is mom. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When we talk about dad's rights, it's getting that established, knowing that, look, I do have a right to tell you, like, no, we're going to decide this together. No, you can't take my child to tell. And, and I right. think this goes for both, right? Like, again, I always want to say, look, again, mom's rights. I have some very wonderful mom clients, you know. Right. Um, but I will just say a lot of the times moms are fighting to like, you know, catch dads and get child support and things like that while I have the dads that I represent who are trying to get time, right? right it's right. not even like they're trying to they're not trying to avoid right. child support yeah. anything. Right. They're like, look, if that's a part of the that's fine. I just want to see my child. Right. I want to make sure I can have a say on what area of the uh, city he stays, yeah, he or she yeah. stays in, yeah. you know? And that's what I mean by dad's rights, yeah. right? I, I like fighting for that because, again, there are a lot of bad fathers, right? Yeah. There are a lot of mothers who are d- being done wrong. 
that makes me want to fight for the good, good ones, ones even, even more. more. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, yeah. that makes it to where if you got a dad who out here handling business, yeah. let's make sure that this dad is in this child's life so we don't have to make an excuse as to why this bad thing is happening to right. this child. Yeah, for sure. yeah. You know? Yeah, and so sure. that's that. That's what I mean by dad's right. Can so, I ask you, hold on, let me, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, is it harder to prove, like, you know, it's, I, to me, I feel like it's easier to prove that a father's unfit than a mother. Is it harder right. to prove a mother unfit? Right. So most of the time, we're not talking about unfitness, right? Right. In Illinois, they just look at what's the best interest of the child, child right? right? When you're talking about unfit, you're talking about neglect or like... Abuse. Yeah, that's yeah, when yeah, you're talking about taking rights away from right. them. When, when, when I, what I'm talking about is just best interest, right? And so our argument, and it's, it, the court looks at it and uh, statutes state that it is always presumed that the it's in the best interest of the both. child to have a relationship with both parents. Right. Okay, yeah, and that's yeah. what I need everybody to uh, recognize that you it is that it little... is presumed <laughs> yeah. that it is in the best interest of the child to have a relationship with both parents. Right. With both parents, okay, right? Yeah. And so when you go when when we're going to court, what I'm thinking when you said like what should dads do, right? Yep. The reason why I say make sure you have an apartment, make sure you have a job because I'm going to court and I'm saying look there is no reason why this dad does not have access to his child. Right. He has a, a place for her to stay. He has a room. Steady he has income. a crib. He has steady income. He has a car seat. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. He has everything that a dad needs. Yep. And so the only thing that opposing counsel or the opposing party can say about this dad right. is that they just don't want him to be a part mm -hmm. of the child's life. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's what yeah. I love. And that'll never hold up. And that'll never hold up. And right. so, boom, that we, we do up. what we have to do. And it's a long process, especially if they're not on, you know, the Good same time, page. Yeah. It's, a, it's a long process. But, you know, for the most part, I think it's necessary for any parent that wants to be involved that's not involved. Right. Mm -hmm. If you're a mom, I've had I've actually had mom clients, believe it or not, who did not have access to their children, right? Like, yeah. it's it's happened. It's it's much rarer. Mm. But I've had moms call me and say, like, look, dad is out here. He won't let me see the kids. He's doing this. He's doing that. Like, how do you help me? Most of the time, those are cases in which mom lost some rights mm. due to something that they yeah, did wrong. Yeah. But even in those cases, I don't think a parent should be completely just cut out, right? Mm -hmm. I think we we do a process, right? Mm -hmm. If it's therapy, okay, let's get this mom in therapy. Yeah. Let's give her, you know... Uh, supervised visitation, let's get her to a point to where she can be around her kids yeah, again, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think kids, I, I think kids need to be around their dad, but I yeah. also think they need to, like, if I didn't have my mom, I equally yeah. feel like I'd be messed up, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. My mom was like, I needed that, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm going to fight for my that mom to do what she needs to do to get back with their children, exactly. right? Sure. I don't, yeah. I don't want, I, I think that's best for the kids as well, yeah, you know? Sure. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. 100%. So is it, do you, like so, not only what you see in the courtroom, but right. what do you see in the world? Because it's a stigma out here that black men don't want to be fathers. Right? Do you do you think that stigma is true? That's, it's just not true, right? I, I, the crazy thing is, I know so many. Like, yes, there is a the crazy thing. I was watching. I think her name was Cynthia G or something like that. That's right? not familiar. She's a, 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 a like a YouTuber or something like that. Who just honestly, I'm gonna say, it, she just hates black men, right? Uh, and when you take it, <laughs> I think you could take a statistic and make it mean anything, anything that, that you want, yeah, right? Absolutely, yeah. you can they, interpret it. You can interpret it a statistic. I learned that in school. You can interpret a statistic right. in, in all type of ways. They, somebody will say, "Man, I'm not saying that this is the actual statistic. This is just an example, right?" right. They will say, "Man, do you know that there are 25 percent of black men who are not taking care of their kids?" I'm like, well, 
or do you mean that they're they're seventy five percent of men who do right? Like, why do you say it that way? Right? Why are we saying like they're and that's the thing that I'm talking about? So people will look at the they're like, oh the. The, the amount of dads who aren't there, yeah. right? That means black man. Oh, yeah. black man is yeah. there. No, some black man. Yeah, I've yeah. never left my child. Honestly, I, I, I'm always, when I, I had paternity leave out in uh, D.C. Uh-huh. So at that time, I was with my daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Like for the first like 10 months of her life. I'm not even going to work. I'm with my daughter. 10 months of yeah. paternity leave? Yeah. 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 10 months? <laughs> Get the fuck out of the I know people are here just fighting for, for two weeks. Yeah, no, I'm not going to lie. D.C. and New York, when Ten it comes months? to... I have more paternity leave. This is bad, right? This not, then, then, then my wife had maternity leave. At her job, Damn. she had... I think she had... I think she eight had weeks like a, or something, right? Yeah, I think she had like eight weeks, and I was able to get up to ten months of paternity leave. Pay, yeah, 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 it was dope, yeah, was right? Dope. And so I'm like, yeah. when you say stuff like that, like black men, I'm like, I ain't never left my child. I know my 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 good friend has it. My dad has always been there. You yeah. know, my uh, most my, of the black men I know, no, have always been around, there. So yeah. I'm like, when you say that. Yeah, make sure you say some. Don't say black men aren't there. Yeah. For, some black men aren't there for the kid. Yeah, yeah, some black mothers are. You know, my yeah. my my brother. Shout out to my brother. He has custody of all his children. Mm. He has custody of all his children. You mm. know, the mom. I ain't gonna get into the details, but you know, he has. He's there for his kids, right? right? And so I hate when people try to use a statistic and try to extrapolate that to. Go to all black men. Yeah. It's just crazy. You yeah, know? I, I think that's a uh, with a lot of propaganda against black men. <laughs> man, yeah, man, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, it's wild. Like my thing is when when I'm talking to black men, we're talking about what we need to do to improve. Right. When I'm talking to the world, it's like how my family is, right? Like yeah. I can say what I need to you in person, person yeah. but I'm like. When we out there, you my, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Can't nobody, yeah. I'm not gonna let yeah. people attack you because I know the character. You Absolutely. Know what I'm and I love that about you, bro. And I yeah. respect the hell out of you, about, I respect the hell out of you for that, bro, because I think more black men should be stepping up. You know, kind of what you mentioned earlier about us having this podcast, more black men should be stepping up right. to speak to the good job that black men are doing, right? Yeah, it right. should be more of us stepping up to speak on the behalf of black men that are out here trying because it, there are those stereotypes out there. Right. There's a million Cynthia G's out there that's, that's putting out these narratives about black men right. and they have the world believing it. But if more black men would step up like us right. and, and, and like you said, you said 25%. So what you really mean is 75%. Right, plus. right. Like we need black, right. more black yeah. men to step up to those type of challenges and oppositions, right? Absolutely, absolutely. But you, you also got to think too, it's, it's kind of hard for, to get the black man to stand up and have that output like a Cynthia G because then you got the white narrative behind her, you know, pushing it too. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Like very Look, heavily. Nothing of what I'm saying I think is going to be, honestly, I don't think it's easy, right? I think right. a lot of us have lives. We're just focusing on you know, getting you know, getting what we need to provide right. for our mm-hmm. own. Right. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes it's not easy to be like, okay, on top of that, I'm gonna go to this and mentorship. Yeah. I'm gonna do this, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. at the end of the day, look, yeah. I feel like make sure you're good, make sure home is good, make sure family is good, for sure. right? But I do think, despite it being difficult, I think that's still our responsibility, yeah. right? Yeah, we yeah, can't yeah. put that. Like, yes, I am gonna go to yeah. you know public hearings to say like, we need this, we need to do this, we need to change this, right? right. At the end of the day, we can't, we need to act as though that will never happen, that nobody else is saving mm-hmm. us but us, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, we yeah. need to know that we're responsible. If they help, 
cool. We'll take that as a, a benefit, like a cherry yeah. on top. Yeah. Right. But I'm like, it's on us. We need to take responsibility for that. Right. And Absolutely. it's going to be hard. Yeah. For that, sure. That's so yeah. dope, man. And I agree a thousand percent. And I think a lot of black men, for one reason or another, they either are afraid to take that extra step and to do that one extra P or to put in that, like, because a lot of black men, I want to say a lot of black men, but the way I can see it, right, mm-hmm. is that if you a black man, right, we all need to eat, we right. all need to survive and right. put food on the table right. and, and put a roof over our heads. So that right. requires you to get up and go to work unless right. you're doing it some other type of way, entrepreneurship right, 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 or if right. you're doing Absolutely. some underworld illegal shit, right? But right. for most of us who want to do it the right way, you have to go and you have to put in those 40 hours, right? Right, right, right. But I think for a lot, and, and for a lot of black men, and not to even mention child support, because I know right. black men who are on child support mm-hmm. who goes to work those 40 hours and it, that's still, because of the child support, it's still not enough for them to take right. care of themselves. Yeah, yeah. Right. So how can, as a black man, right, let's say I got three kids, mm-hmm. all by my baby mama, we not married, my, my baby mama on bullshit with me for whatever reason, we into it, and she decided she want to put me on child support, right? Right, right, right? Now, like you said, if I don't have... For instance, a crib set up, right? right. And a right. room for my child. Right. Or or if I get to court and they see all these text messages about how I'm going to whoop this bitch ass, <laughs> I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, right? <laughs> all of these things that go against us, right? <laughs> if you find yourself in that situation and the court say, yeah, not only can you not see your kids, right. but you're on child support, right? And let's say, I, I forget the number, and maybe you'll know, but I, I, is there a percentage of how much of your income goes to child support? No, so yes and no. It's a, it's a weird system. So for when I will say I you know I'm a most of my life I've been criminal law right criminal law is still yeah. criminal law is still my heart I'm not gonna lie okay criminal law is what I do you know family and um this is something newer that I've done starting this past year right oh, okay so you this is coming from the perspective of somebody who hasn't had a long time in family law yeah. however the way it works is they they look at how long how many overnights that uh, one of the parents have the child. Mm-hmm. It's a formula that they use, and then they take a percentage, honestly, of both of yeah. your incomes, oh. right? It depends on who has most of the overnights. And so if you have the child for this amount of time, they calculate, a different they calculate okay. it differently, and they take the uh, income of both parents, right? So they okay. didn't want to be in a position to where you have, you know, a parent, two parents that are that have the child equally, or, you know, mom has them slightly more, but mom is a millionaire, dad makes. And 40, 50, 40,000. 40,000, yeah, yeah. and now they're still taking $200 out of dad when mom is, you know, making five hundred. Yeah. you know. Yeah. And so they try to make it fair to where it's still based on the income of the parents together. Together. Yeah. And it, the formula is changed based on who is the primary, yeah. or I guess who has the child more nights, right? Okay, so, so, nights. so it's who has the child most, more and nights. it's also who makes the most money, and those two things are going to determine the formula that we use. Yeah, and they put those things into, and honestly, I use the software for it, right? So uh-huh. they have they have an actual, like, you could do the math and just, yeah, yeah. but I, I just, we have a software. Plug it in. Yeah, we have a family software yeah. where we put the overnights, we put the amount of money that they make, and then from it there, it. it calculates what child support is coming from which parent. Okay, let's yeah, so, do the same thing. I got hands on experience. <laughs> well, yeah, you should talk about it but my question where I was going with that was because because like I say I know a lot of dads who 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 do find themselves in a situation right so right. where they gotta go to court and they gotta go through all this child support but my, the point that I want to hit on that I want both of y'all opinions on is as a man 
that, that wants to be involved in your child's life. But as a man, I also know that I need to take care of me because I'm not trying to live out of mom's basement, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So as a man, when you get up and you go and work those 40 hours a week or if right. you're putting in overtime, 60 hours a week or whatever, how do you still have the time and the energy and the motivation to still say, okay, I'm dealing with that, but I still have a responsibility to still yeah. come here and right. talk about it. Like, right. how do you do both like Listen, that, Listen, again, I say it's, it's not easy, but I think you think about your your baby, right? Like, my thing is, I always say this, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I die for my wife, but I kill for my baby, right? Mm. At the end of the day... You, your motivation has to be like, look, I know this is going to be hard. And it helps if you, it, you know, it's unfortunate because in criminal law, you can get a public defender, which sometimes is good, sometimes isn't. But in, when it comes to family law, any attorney that you get, you have to, most of the time you have to pay for it, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of times right, you don't right. get the access, right? And having a good attorney will help you with that as well because they'll work you through the steps, tell you what mm -hmm. you need to do. But at the end of the day, the motivation has to come, you know, from knowing that, look, if I do this, I will be there with my baby girl, right? Exactly. Knowing that, you know, the court system, although it's not perfect, it has come a long way. Mm -hmm. It used to be where a win in court, you know, years ago, because I, I talked to a family. I worked the last office I was at. They've been family lawyers for 40 years, right? Mm -hmm. It used to be where a win for dad was getting every other weekend. If you get every other weekend, that was the biggest win that you'll get. Like, Damn. now you do see dads getting... You know, equal, right? Uh, equal yeah. decision making, equal parenting time. You do see dads who are getting full custody, right? Yeah. And so, knowing that, look, there is a process. You can get through it. It's gonna be hard. You got, you know, there's a lot that you got to do. Think about your babies and just keep grinding. Because if it's me, I'm using that story when we go to court. Right. Because you, if you have a lawyer who has who's a storyteller, I'm saying mm. like, look, he. He's only made this much. He's he saved every dime to make sure he can get a crib for his daughter. Mm. He's made sure that he's went to work. He's never missed a uh, child support payment. He's trying to do everything he can to be the father that he needs, needs to, to be, be, right? And so all that struggle, you you stand motivated. That struggle is now the story that I'm presenting mm. to the court. And I'm mm. like, I, now you're gonna have to tell, you're gonna have to tell this hardworking father who's going in day in, day out, 40 hours, got the uh, uh, car seat, did everything that he's supposed to. You're gonna have to tell this father that he doesn't have rights to his child. Mm. I'm like, by doing that, you, it's going to work. You help your attorney out that way too, right? Yeah. And even if you don't have an attorney, still working to do yeah. that, right? Yeah. You can still present that. Story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what my dad yeah. taught me. Like, uh, my 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 grandma taught him to keep it all his receipts, anything he buy, anything he do with the child, keep it all because it just helps you in court. Yeah, and. Uh, they always used to say the best lawyer to get is the best storyteller. Yeah, honestly, we, listen, and I'm gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie. That's the thing about being a defense attorney that I think helps, right? Yeah. We, shout! I have a lot of friends who are prosecutors, so look, this is not a this is not a knock because my friends are good prosecutors, yeah. guys, right? But no, prosecutors are just um, a lot of times they don't they're not. They're very robotic. Like, oh, this, yeah, they the like, statute is this. By the law. They, and by they don't the law. care. They don't look past that yeah, piece of paper, yeah. right? They see these charges. Yeah. And to, a lot of times, to cops and prosecutors, yeah. that's who you that's are. Who they you don't are. talk about, yep. they don't know anything else about you. Yep. As your attorney, my job is, for one, 
make sure they're not doing bullcrap. Yeah. But two, to let them know who you are past this piece of paper, right? right? Yeah. Let them know that you're not just these charges, right? Yeah. Let them know that you you have a job, that you're doing this, right? Yeah. And 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 really be a storyteller. Let them know that look, this is a situation in which you were, you know, you were trying to defend yourself. Yeah, you were sure. trying to defend your family, yeah, right? Yeah. And so, you know, as defense attorneys, we have to be really good as storytellers. And then in family law, you know. They do. They they are more like they actually go to your house. There's something called a GAL, an attorney for the uh, children, who they'll look into what everything. GAL is so it means a guardian ad litem. That is oh, okay. an attorney for the child. So that doesn't that attorney doesn't represent the mom or dad. Oh, okay. That is the eyes and ears of the court. They'll actually go to the house, make sure dad. You know, when I say you have a crib and all that stuff, the GAL is actually checking that out. Right. Oh, okay. Um. So that's like a part of DCFS or something. No, like that? no, no. It's not DCFS. Oh. It's just an attorney attorney for the court oh, right okay. it's it's so because you know a judge can't go and check these things right, out right. gal does right okay. but with that being said it's still about i'm still able to tell this story right like right. at the end of the day i'm still i still need the judge and everybody to know about what you're doing right that the the type of dad that you are the things that you're um you're making sure that you have uh for the child oh, absolutely uh, we have the one and only alante holiday um so, so. Uh, criminal defense lawyer. He also does uh, family law. He's more newer to the family law. Um, he's a little bit more experienced in the criminal side of it than the, the family side of it, but he does great work in both areas. Yes, sir. Uh, we talked a little earlier about, you know, families and dads, rights, and things like that. Mm -hmm. But now I want to kind of switch it up and talk a little bit more about criminal law because um, I think it's important for the black man out there. This is me and Cheat Codes, right? So I think yeah. it's important out there for black men, mm -hmm. uh, especially black men who find themselves... Um, in the system, you know, the legal system, whether you are fighting a case now that's pending or if you had a case before or if you find yourself dealing with a case in the future, right. we want to be able to shed some light on some of the things that you can do, some of the things that you shouldn't do and how to handle yourself in those type of situations. Before we do, though, I always want to make sure I give my boy Jay an opportunity, you know, to... Yeah, no, I I think everything good. Like I said, thanks again for coming, bro. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Sure, man. When thanks I hit you up, I was, I was throwing up a, a alley oop. I was hoping shit. Yeah. I'm like, man, I hope it's yeah, true. Slam that ball. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. So with that being said, Alante, man. Um. So before we get before we jump right into it, can you give the audience um. Um, a little bit of your background in criminal law, how you got into it, how right. long you've been doing it, and what got you into it? Like, what was the... You know? Yeah, so honestly, when, when I actually decided that I wanted to be a lawyer, I knew that I wanted to do criminal law. Why? Right? Yeah. And the reason is because I've actually had family members who've dealt with the system, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you see how, what that does and having, you know, what good lawyers versus right, bad lawyers, right. what that could do for anyone, let alone your family, right? Right, right for sure. And so for me, I knew that I wanted to be, you know, that person for other people, right? right. Mm -hmm. And so going to law school, as soon as I got there, my internships were criminal law. There were times where I was offered positions and nice, cushy jobs making a ton of money. Right. But, you know, I knew my purpose was to to do that, right, to right. be in criminal law. So all my internships, second uh, year, and when I graduated, I actually, my first job was out in New York. Mm -hmm. Stayed there for a while doing criminal law. Then I went to D.C. where I handled nothing but felonies, right? So mm -hmm. we didn't even handle misdemeanors. Um, and so I handled everything from, you know, guns, drugs, murder, mm -hmm. um, everything. We kind of, we, we, we did it all, right? right? And for me, you know, unfortunately, it's a, it's a, 
it happens to us more than anything else. We're yeah. the ones who are affected by the system the most, right? And so I definitely wanted to be, I wanted to be a lawyer that somebody can look to and be like, hey, there's somebody who's fighting for me that looks like me. Mm-hmm. Right. In New York, there were multiple times where I had clients who told me they'd never seen a black male attorney before. Now, they, this is New York, right? This is New York. This is the melting right. pot of New, America. This is New York. Luckily, D.C., I didn't, you know, they had a lot more black lawyers, so I didn't, um, I didn't see that as much in D.C. Right. But in New York, I had multiple occasions that they said that they had never seen a black male attorney. At my office, there were only two of us in the criminal. Damn. You know, it's two black male attorneys, right? And so mm. I'm like, yeah. Not only, I didn't want to just do it, but I wanted to do it well. Right, like yeah. I wanted to go out there and make sure that ev- all the people that their rights are not being trampled on. That right, they got yeah. somebody who was out there, mm-hmm. you know, lighting it up and you know doing cross examining, putting mm-hmm. on closing arguments. I needed all my clients to know, like, oh, this ain't just a black man attorney. This man gets down. Yeah, like right, this man yeah. is going. He gets he's, busy. He's yeah. going to make sure that yeah. I'm good, right? Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I've carried that from the the moment that I decided that I was going to be a lawyer up until like actually doing the work. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. This, this might be, it's not off course, but it's a little different from what we're going with it. But I want to ask this because it, it's really interesting. How do you, is there a such thing as a work-life balance? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I haven't found it yet. <laughs> no, see, I mean, because it's hard, right? So me, I have my daughter. I make sure that I, you know, I see, I spend time with my daughter. Right. You know, definitely on weekends when she, you know, when when she comes home because I actually own a virtual firm right now. I actually work from home, right? Okay. And so I'm with my daughter when she's at home. You know, I'm, I'm there, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but with that being said, I do care about my cases, right? Uh-huh. And so I'm like, you know, I try to make sure that it's. I balance it, mm-hmm. but I do get caught up because I want to make sure I'm doing the best I can, right? And right, sometimes yeah. it takes, you know, it takes those long nights. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when you're yeah. trying to be, you, you're trying to be that attorney and making sure that you're, you're doing the best for your clients. Yeah. A lot of times there are long nights. You, mm-hmm. You're working on weekends and, and things like that. So I feel like I'm close to that. I'm Figures close to that balance. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm like right there. We not we not yeah, all yeah. like you know 90 hour weeks yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. But we we we're not quite at the quintessential work-life balance. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You think it's harder because you starting your own farm now too? Absolutely. So yeah. listen, I would say this, right? You know, people tell you when you start your own thing, they're like, hey, you're going to have, you know, all this free time. And right. I will say I work way more than when. I will say I get to work the way I want to though, right? right? So there are times where I don't feel good. I don't have court and, you know, I, 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 I just cancel the rest of my day, Right. right? And that's something I ain't got to check in with anybody. Mm-hmm. So that's the benefit. But the thing is, then I'll be spending the whole weekend catching up, exactly. right? So yeah. the good thing is, you know, it's freedom. It's to me, it's everything. I own it. But at the same time, I probably work twice as much yeah. as I did prior to yeah, sure. going out on my own because I'm I'm everything. You know, I'm the accountant. Yeah, yeah. I'm the lawyer. Yeah. I'm the everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I bet too, like, um, like, do you have you, because you, you mentioned a lot about your family and stuff. Do you, have you had any family members that had to go through criminal law? Yeah, so I, I've had family members who dealt with the system, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, criminally though, right? Criminally, criminally, okay. right. Yep, yep. And, um, you know, I think that's that's definitely part of the reason why I want to go this route. Um, and, you know, everybody's good. I ain't got no, you know, I don't have anybody, no brothers in jail or anything like right, that. Good. But right. we've just, we've dealt with the system. I still think about a time when, um, when, I, when I was younger. I, I remember this to this day, right? My dad gets pulled over. Me, my sister, we're like seven, eight. You know, in the back seat, my mom is in the front seat, right? They tell my dad to let down this window, right? 
this man tells my dad that he has to let my mom's windows down as well because he doesn't feel safe. Now, it's my dad, yeah, yeah. his children, and his, his wife. wife. Yeah, it is right. very clear yeah. that, you know, he's not that there's nothing yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, and it's yeah. not like he's you're not pulling us over for running or drugs yeah, or guns and you right. say, oh, I don't feel safe. And those type of things, like, made a lasting impression with me, right? right. And so when I see those type of things happening, like, I, I'm very aggressive with that. Like, I yeah. don't like it. And I think back to those times, right? Yeah. I, and I, you know, I've had some family members who dealt with way, like, much worse yeah, right. uh, situations that I'm not going to get into. But, you know, those type of things absolutely play a factor into, like, okay. who I am as a lawyer. You okay. know what I'm saying? Like, let, me, let me drive for a bit I, so I can help <laughs> okay, the viewers out there. Uh, uh, right? right. You know, uh, criminally, you know, you said your dad uh, got stopped. So, for the viewers out there that you know, a lot of deaths and stuff happens right at the at the wheel of right. uh, uh, a person that's just ain't capable of doing a job correctly. Right, right. So, right. so can you tell us the steps for a person that's getting pulled over? What would you suggest them to do instead of arguing and trying right. to plead their case? What, what what would you say? Right. So, how do you handle? How do you handle? Um, what do you call it? Uh, um, traffic stop. Traffic stop. Yeah. So a traffic stop. So it depends, right? For the most part. People think like, okay, if I'm driving, I don't have to give him my license or anything. You you do, right? So they have a right to ask you for your driver's license and registration and things like that. What they don't have a right to do is search a vehicle, right? Mm -hmm. right. So first I would say, never agree. Sometimes um, cops will, you know, very nonchalantly be like, hey, you mind if I just mm -hmm. check the backseat real quick? No, absolutely not. What I will say is... Can, can you give a reason real quick? Yeah, because for one, at the end of the day... Cops may be just fishing, right? Oh, okay. There's a lot of times in D.C. that they didn't have any reason to believe that there was something there, right? right? And they just want to search your car. And if you give them consent, if you tell them no and they search your vehicle, you help your attorney out, right? Because mm. I can do what's called a suppression, right? I can mm. say, you violated my client's rights. So I don't care what you found in there. He's You, you can't use that, right? Right, right? If you give them consent... Now that's no longer a violation mm. because you you gave it to him. Right. So don't ever say yes to that, right? Okay. It just does do not do it. I don't care. People are like, but what if I don't have anything to hide? No, right? right. No. There have been cases of officers planting things in yeah, there, right? Yeah. So so even in that situation, just no. Right. If they if they have a reason, if they have a warrant, if they have probable cause, then they can do it. Right. When um they ask you for your driver's license. That you you have to give it to them, but you don't have to say you don't you don't have to tell them. When they say, "Do you know why I pulled you over?" You don't have to say anything. You can okay. say and don't say. Don't. It's best not to say anything or just say no. Right? right. Here you go. Here's my driver's license. If they ask you to get out of the car, in some instances they can, but it has to be reasonable and ha they can't do it forever. Right? They can't just for whatever reason take you out the car and just leave you out for hours. Right? right. Mm -hmm. Now, what I will say is, what you need to do is. Most important thing is getting back home, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You getting angry because you're right does not matter because bullets don't care, right? right? Yeah, for sure. And then you also don't want to be in a situation where they're trying to charge you with, you know, um, resisting arrest or something like that. Right. So you tell them you don't have to be like super polite, but don't you don't have to yell. You just be like, no, right? And then from there, you let your attorney, because if I get that case, you don't have to worry about being aggressive with the cop. That's when I'm going to go mm, in court and right, make sure yeah. I handle everything, right? right? right. Uh, when it comes to anything that's found in the car, don't say anything, right? This, If this is not your car, if you're with friends, you know, there's a situation where you, you need to let your attorney handle everything that's going on. What you do is 
you give them your driver's license. You don't let them uh, search your car. You keep your mouth closed. Yeah, that, that's it. Okay. Don't say anything, right? There's a lot of people who are like, oh, well, I'll say this because I didn't do this. It, the, the thing is, I can say everything you're going to say to that cop. I can say to them and the prosecutor, except they can't use my words against you. Right. They can use, when they say that, when they read you those Miranda rights and they say everything you say can and will be used, used against you. you. They mean that. Right. I can tell them whatever I need to tell them for you. Right. And they can't use one, any of those words against you. Mm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And so yeah, let your attorney, let your attorney do the job. Right. Okay. And ultimately, I, you know, apart from the law. Make sure you get home, right? right. It don't it, even if you're right. Even if you're like, "Hey, I follow uh, Mr. Holiday's uh, advice, advice yeah. right? I didn't do this, so yeah, I'm gonna get in this uh, this cop. I'm gonna yell at him. Like, it's just not worth it, right? At right. that point, we're not talking about the law. We're talking about your safety. Get right. home. Let me handle, you know, that going going right. at the Absolutely. cop. You know, okay, okay, that's so dope. Let me drive some more. <laughs> hey, man, man, what's up? Man. What's up? Man. That was a great so, yeah. question. I hope y'all caught on to that. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm driving Listen. because you know I, I've been in situations. You know yeah. what I'm saying. And, you know, I didn't have nobody to tell me what and what not right, to do. You right, feel right, me? So right, right, right. that's why I, that's why I said, let me drive for a minute. Oh, but, uh, thing, okay, man. so okay after all this, and they still get you out the car, put you in handcuffs, and you know some people get falsified a lot. You know right. what I'm saying? And uh, you get in that car, then the ride down the. What advice do you get from the car to the station? To, to the station? Yeah, I mean, this go. I'm gonna sound like a broken record. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Okay. I mean, now listen, I want to say this is general advice. This is general advice for anything. Right. I want to be clear that, you know, different situations may, mm, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But generally, just don't say anything, right? Um, there's a lot of times there's cameras in the car. Oh, okay. uh, you know, pretty much from there, anything that's happening, you want to let your lawyer do the work, right? Okay, okay. You, you, as long as you're telling them that you don't want to do that or you don't give them consent to search, if you're, you know, anything, and then... You say you want to, the quickest way possible, a lot of my family members, they have a card to where I don't, they don't even have to say, I want my lawyer. They give the cop the card, right? The best oh, thing you okay. can do is if you're arrested and you're in an interrogation or people are talking, the best thing you can do is ask for your lawyer as quickly as possible. Mm. Because what that does is if they're asking you questions, right? And you ask for your lawyer, if they ask any questions and they try to use something you say, Again, we talk about suppression, right? right? Mm -hmm. When they get, when you ask for a lawyer, they have to stop questioning you. Mm -hmm. They have to stop questioning you because if they don't, I can get that suppressed. Right. If you decide that you want to talk or you want to say anything or you're, you know, now they will try to use those things. So make sure you're asking for your lawyer as as quickly mm -hmm. as possible. Other than that, don't say anything. You know, so you have a right to silence. Use it. Confession. If I say I want a lawyer before I give you my confession, you can suppress it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Damn. The only exception is they can, they'll stop if you re, um, re-engage them, right? So they'll stop, oh. they'll leave. If you say like, hey, actually, I, I do want to say. You. Okay, I got you. So just don't say anything. Say I want a lawyer. Anything that was used, especially because now, you know, a lot of the um, areas in Illinois, they're requiring body-worn camera, yeah. right? right? And so now, you know, if you're saying these things, if you're doing all of this stuff, now we we can see it, right? right to right. where there won't be any anything, yeah. right? And so if they don't stop, now you help your lawyer out. Gotcha. Now your lawyer is going to be, you know, the one aggressive and making sure that you're protected, right? right? And and the crazy thing is, I want to say this, right? Because one question I get asked all the time, right? If I didn't do anything wrong, what's the problem? Why can't I talk? Mm -hmm. You want to know why? There, there's a situation. Let's say that cops are investigating a burglary. Right, mm. I didn't burglar nobody. They, yeah. but there is clear now. This is a situation where it's clear you're the suspect. I want to be. I want to be clear that if 
If they're just coming to you on the street, you just saw somebody run out with a bag of money, they're asking you what happened, you could talk to them, right? right. Like, don't, yeah, don't right. be like, hey, I'm not saying it, you know? But if this is a situation where they think you're a suspect, right? And you're like, I didn't do it. For one, they can still use what they want against you. Let's say you're right. telling them about your day and you say you got to work at nine and they end up finding out that you got to work at 10. It could have been just a natural slip. You could have forgot yeah, that you went yeah, into work yeah. late, but now they can use that as evidence of your guilt. Let's mm. say they're uh, um, investigating a robbery. You're like, look, I wasn't at the robbery. I was down smoking with my boy. Boom. We don't got nothing on the robbery, but we just found out that you were smoking in the public right. where you're not supposed to do yeah, it. Right? right. So I'm like, at the end of the day, if they think you're a suspect, right? And that's the situation that I'm talking about. I can tell them everything that I need to, you know, they need to know from you, but they can't use it against me. Right. I can decide what's what's right, what's wrong. So even in a situation in which you don't have, it's not a problem, I think it's always good advice to let your lawyer do it, right? Yeah. And if they think you're a suspect and if, they, if they're convinced that you did this, right? And it's, again, we're not talking about a situation where you're a witness to something that you just had, and it's clear. Like right. I said, it's clear that they're just asking you what you saw. In that case, that's up to you, right? Yeah. I don't know how you like cops. If you want to help, you can. Yeah. If you don't, that's up to you. But when it's a situation where they're arresting you, they let your lawyer do the talking. Okay. You don't need to do that. No, okay, no. absolutely. Okay, one more drive real quick. <laughs> so, uh, like, okay, like, I heard that you could do, like, monthly payments to a lawyer for situations like that to where if I'm in a... Oh, like, so just have, like, uh, uh, just have them on retainer. To retainer. Yeah, yeah, retainer. Come, that's what it's called. So... So is that your advice? Ain't that how people should have they should? Because if not, no. So I mean, the way I do it is, you know, I don't, I don't collect money upfront with that. It's just if that situation happens, and I know I've worked with you before, just call me, right? We can work out the details later. Okay. You know, I will come out there and, you know, let my, you know, let my client go, right? Like y'all don't. He has nothing else to say. Right. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're gone, right? Mm -hmm. Um. It. There are some attorneys who who do it that way. I've never seen it in a way that works no. for me, mm -hmm. right? And for the most part, any of my clients, they have my card, right? They had a card saying like, "Look, not answering questions. This is my attorney's number. If y'all got any questions, y'all can talk to him." And for the most part, I just show up there, right? right. Um. If there maybe there is a situation where I can make that work, but I'm like anybody that I know that that's just the way we do it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, right. yeah. I got a question for you. That's kind of pretending the way he was talking about. Um, so, so for, I had a situation to where I was pulled over by a police officer, right. and um, just like you you mentioned, he asked me like, "Do you know why I pulled you?" I'm like, "No, I don't know why you, why you pulled me over." He said, "Oh, well, uh, you had a license plate bulb that was out, so right. I pulled you over for it." I'm like, okay, cool. And I literally told the officer, and, and to your advice and what I'm going to do moving forward, I'm going to just keep my mouth closed. But I, li I literally looked at the man like with the dumb face like, right. I'm like, so you pulled me over for this, bro, and right. you know there's some stupid shit that's going to 100% get thrown out in court. Mm -hmm. So then what he did after that, he took my license, I gave my license, he right. came back to the car, and he asked me exactly what you said. Do you mind if I search your car? Right. So by this time, though, I done been pulled over enough to where I'm like, I know I have a right to tell you no. No. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely yeah. not. I'm like, I know that's my right. You know, I felt like, shit, I knew something. But right. then right. he hit me with the, he was like, well, look. He was like, look, well, we're not going to search your car, but I did call my sergeant to have the canine come yes, out yes. because I smell gunpowder. Now, me being a black, hardworking, right, 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 honest, right, right, right. Uh, good Samaritan, right? I'm like, right. and that set me off because I'm like, bro, yeah. I'm... It's niggas out here shooting niggas every day, bro. Right, right, and you right. rather pull me over and waste my time. Right. I'm a nigga that ain't got nothing close to no gunpowder. Right. So I just felt like... 
go get the real killers. Why are you fucking with me? Right. But my, my question to you is, so he brought the canine out. He was like, well, we're not technically searching your car. Right. We searching around the car. Yeah. Was, was they right in doing yeah, that? So is this, this is a situation that every law student learns in criminal law class, right? Okay. Like before you become a lawyer, the, the canine situation, that, that is legal most of the time, right? Yeah. Like it, they... Because it's it's technically not a search, and that's what he said. That it's technically it's technically not a search. That's what he was trying to explain, but I wasn't having it. And the thing is, if those it. dogs smell like marijuana or something illegal, because in Illinois it's actually weird because marijuana is actually legal, and you, there's a special way that you're supposed to carry it. But if it's some other drug that the canines get a hit on, that it, that in and of itself is the probable cause, mm -hmm. right? And so it's the I, I still hate it. I still think that it needs to be changed. But from my understanding, it is something that is, unfortunately, they're still allowed to do. But he told me gunpowder. It wasn't... It has nothing to do with that. So he was saying some extra stuff, right? Yeah. He doesn't... And one thing I will say is, the when you talk about gunpowder or... That brings me to... A lot of officers try to use the smell of marijuana, right? To search. Right? I would have been cool with that. But the fact that you said gunpowder, is, I'm like, bro, you yeah. would have been better off saying marijuana. If they, if they, if he said gunpowder, I just don't think that would have been... That wouldn't have held up, right? If the dogs come by and smell something, yeah. that's one thing. But gunpowder, I've never heard any me, of that that's before. That's why it set me off, bro. And then even with marijuana, it, it actually is weird because it actually depends on what jurisdiction you're in. Because it's, it's legal. If they smell it, some jurisdictions in Illinois, that's not enough. You can't just search because it's legal, right? Yeah, Some yeah. jurisdictions, they allow you to search just because you're supposed to uh, carry it in an odorless container. Yep. Again, this is all in Illinois. Do not take this information if you're in any the other state. Yeah, sure, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And so it, a lot of it depends on what uh, county you're in. Yeah. And for the most part, at the end of the day, I would say always still leave it to your lawyer, right? Still, my, my advice is the same. Don't, don't say anything shit. because I'm going to do it, right? So if this is a problem that the cop is doing, if they do have a problem, if they did um, exceed their bounds, right? Because one thing that I can always argue is if they pulled you over for the while the dogs are okay, right? What I would say is if they pulled you over for a light bulb, they don't need to investigate that. You should have been gone because this investigation is taking too long. So there's always other bases. Exactly. Right, right. So there's always other bases that a lawyer can maybe look into. And what you don't, what, what I, what, Sometimes the problem that will happen is you would be right and the lawyer, would, I would be feeling good looking at a case like we're going to beat this. And then I would find a client who was in the right the whole time, but because he got angry, now he has an assault on a police officer, right? right and now sure. I'm like, oh, you're dead to rights on that, right? Yeah. Because even if cops, unless we're talking about a, um, you know, uh, excessive force situation, even if a cop is doing something wrong that they're not supposed to do with a search or something like that, of course, you still can't hit them, right? right and so sure. now we went from a case that I was about to get knocked out mm -hmm. to, okay, now we're working on a plea. Mm -hmm. because And so that's why I'm like, don't let your lawyer handle it, right? Yeah. Say, do what you're supposed to do. Say no. You don't get the right to search. Yeah. Then let your lawyer handle it from there. Sure. But in this situation, though, he had every right to bring that K-9 and... Well, possibly. I, it may they, always, they do have a right to bring the K-9s. It's not a search. But what I would say is it's possible that you should have been... Because they don't, that's, they shouldn't have had you out that's there. That's what he said, place, though. Like, right? he, he did mention that to me, right, though. And I'm happy right. that you're saying it because to me, it's showing me, and I already knew this, but right. you know what the fuck you're talking about. Right. Because he said it. He kept, he's like, it's not going to take long. I swear, we're going to have you out of here. We're just going to bring the dog out. Dude, you, gonna dude, you got to stay the car. for the dog. Well, for the most part, it, it, you, you technically have to stay as long as the cops keep you, but that doesn't make it legal, right? Oh, okay. If you get pulled, if they pull you over because you uh, pass a stop sign, 
There's no reason for them to. Why are they searching your car? Right. Only thing they right. need to see is you pass the stop sign. They just give you a ticket. Only thing they need to see is your My driver's, driver's license and your valid. registration right. and yeah. your insurance. After that, they don't. It, it, there's no evidence in your card that will help you prove whether or not you uh, didn't stop at that stop sign, right? right? Exactly. So there's, uh, let, let me say this, right? Because I, I, I want to be clear to people who are watching this, right? There are uh, some things that are, it's black and white. Yep. Black and white is, you, they don't have a right to search your car, right? right. Yep. There's a lot of things where I can make an argument for it, right? Some things like, at, when, in your situation, you said, so he had a right to bring the dogs. Well, yes, he has a right to bring the dogs, but it, we may have been in a situation to where he didn't have a right to keep you that long, so we're still in a situation where mm -hmm. you're done, right? Mm -hmm. To where your charges should be dropped, right? Mm -hmm. And that's that's what I mean by, like, for one, you need to have a good lawyer, and mm -hmm. unfortunately, there are a lot of lawyers that aren't that good, mm -hmm. right? But two, once you have a good lawyer, let your lawyer make, your lawyer's going to do the work. Like, I let my clients yeah. know, like, look, I'm going to find this. I'm going to do, you know, yeah. I'm going to do the research. I got you, yeah. right? Yeah. As long as you do, what you know. What you supposed to do. Man, I've, yeah. had, I've had, you know, fortunately, I've had repeat clients, right, where, you know, the the only good thing about them being repeat clients is the second time I get the case, they ain't say nothing to, you know, yeah. they're not talking. <laughs> yeah. They decided, yeah. they yeah. said, no, you can't serve. Like, they yeah. listen to me, right? And so yeah. I'm like, yes, this is what I'm talking about because yeah. then I'll handle it from yeah. there. You yeah. know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So even, even I heard canines because they could give false taps. Too. Yeah, and so you would look at that as well, right? So it pretty much for my clients, I'm searching every nook and cranny. I want to know everything mm -hmm. about this officer, what he's done, what the canines have done, right? But, you know, the the I don't like it, but I you know the the dogs can come around, right? So the, the dogs are not a search. I will say that the okay. dogs are the dog sniffing the car is not a search okay. technically, and it's something that you learn in law school. Yeah, right? I'm, having, I'm like I want your badge right. number, I want the sergeant's badge number. Right. This shit is illegal. He's just looking at me like All right, right. but your situation, like I said, it depends, right? So I would I would have looked or I would have put in discovery for the body worn camera. I want to see everything, right? Okay. I'm like, I I may find something that gets that handles this case that you didn't even know about, right? Mm, yep. I may they may say your light bulb was out or whatever you passed this, and I got the uh, dash camera footage, and you just didn't, right? Yeah. So now we we're not even getting to the dogs, y'all. You stopped them without probable cause mm -hmm. at that point because right. I saw him. We see on your dash cam footage that he stopped at the stop sign. Mm -hmm. So you're you're telling me about the dogs. Mm -hmm. If you're with me and I see this, I'm like. It's even be it don't even matter. We, we're not necessary. even going to get to yeah, the dogs. Yeah. We're going to get this thrown out before we get, get to the dogs. dogs. Right. Yeah. Dogs don't matter. So, so, you know? yeah. Let me drive a little more. <laughs> so, I got some more questions so, so, too, but so, do your thing, man. So, all right, for the kids out there, right? So, my, I grew up on the west side. Right. And, um, you know, it, it was a decent house. I ain't going to say that because my dad still lived there. It's decent. Right, right, but right, the neighborhood right. was kind of bad. But my mom, my dad split up. She moved on the east side. Right. Big ass house. Nice ass neighborhood. This, this, and that, right? Hey. And uh, one night, it was just a night that I was depressed and shit. It yeah. was kind of raining, but, you know, I just wanted to get out the house, clear my head. So me and my homie Tim put on our jackets, went outside just to take a walk through the neighborhood because it's nice. You know, hey. I ain't never seen no shit like this. So I'm trying to see the neighborhood, hey, walking right, right, through right. the neighborhood. The police pull up and uh, illegal, I don't know if it's illegal or not, but you tell me. They just come and hey, we need to search y'all because we heard we've been having robberies in the neighborhood and stuff like that. So for the kids out there that's walking around and stuff like right. that and kid, uh, the police roll up, how do we handle those situations? Right. So the the I guess the messed up thing is we don't we don't know how true it is, right? So right. for the most part, I don't it depends on what the officers knew at the time, right? Mm. It could be a situation where they really did get a um something saying that this person, you know, 
this person had this weapon or this person did this and now they're searching you because you're the you know the person that the witness said had the weapon and they're looking at an emergency whatever there's a lot of things that can happen right right at the end of the day, it's also a situation where they didn't have probable cause. They didn't have a reason to search you, right? Right, right. So as long as, again, I don't want to sound like a broken record, telling them you don't give them consent to search, right? Mm. You don't consent to any searches, right? Even my person? Yeah, they of course you're me. So, it, so they can pat you down. So in, a, uh, in some situations, if it's in a, uh, a dangerous area or for the cop safety, sometimes they can do what's called a protective pat down. Now- What that, what that mean? What, what's, what's particular about that is they can- Pat down to for like weapons or anything, right? Mm -hmm. What they can't do is they can't go in and manipulate things, right? So they can't uh, go inside your pockets uh, okay. unless, mm. unless from the pat down, it's immediately apparent what it is, right? Oh, okay. So if if they're going in your the insides of your pockets and all of that, that's not a protective pat down. And even in some situations, they can't just say in every situation they were in fear, right? Right. In some situations they can't, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like I said, what I'm doing. I want everything. Yeah. I want to know when you say I'm here for this reason, I want to look at the I want to know what you were sent. Mm -hmm. I want to hear mm -hmm. the uh 911 call that mm -hmm. that told you to go down there. Mm -hmm. Because if the 911 call called you for, you know, someone jaywalking or something like that and now you're in here in the pockets of people who are there, that's a problem, right? Mm -hmm. right. And so, you know, a lot of times when people say can they do that? Sometimes it's outright no. A lot of times is it depends, right? And a good lawyer is going to figure that out right. if they had a right to do it, right? Yeah. Because sometimes they can uh, stop you and, you know, uh, have a, a situation where they can, you know, talk to you and do an investigatory stop. Yeah. Sometimes they're not in that situation and they're just fishing for something. Right. Like, there's a lot of situ uh, uh, times where, you know, they do things that are outside the bounds and you you don't know that until after you do mm -hmm. investigation, right. right? Okay. Let me ask you this. How broad is probable cause? So probable cause is is not it's not a huge burden, right? So it's not no, some like how right. It's pretty I, it's pretty broad, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. it's not it's not so let me put it this way, right? Not everything is probable cause, right? So you have a situation, let me put it this way, right? You have a situation where people are like, hey, this man matched the description, mm -hmm. right? In some instances, that is probable cause, right? If you have mm -hmm. a shirt on that has a a, a a dragon design and the person who saw it happen described that dragon design with the nice uh, red, you know, mm -hmm. Nikes, then that may be probable cause, right? But what if it's a situation where they said the person who robbed the store is a black male with a white t-shirt and half the city has yeah, a white yeah, t-shirt on, right? Yeah. yeah, that's true. Now I'm arguing, no, that's not probable cause. In that case, you could literally just go up to any black yeah, man and say, yeah, this is yeah, probable yeah, cause yeah. to arrest him because yeah. he's black with yeah, a white t-shirt yeah. or because they can say it's a black man with a hat. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> that's right. that's half a Rockford. So you can't, yeah. it can't, it has to be particularized, right? right. Yeah. It has to be something that's you. specific, right? right. Yeah. And so when it's probable cause, yes, it's somewhat broad, but you can't just say anything is probable yeah. cause, right? Yeah. And so it, you know, the, that's why I actually like being a defense attorney because a lot of it is the argument, right? Yeah. A lot of it is me saying, like, hey, you said the 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 phone call said a man with Nike shoes, and then I can actually pull out statistics to show how many pairs right. of white Nike <laughs> shoes were sold yeah. in yeah. this yeah. store yeah. and say like there's been fifteen hundred yeah. Nike shoes. Yeah. And so you're saying you were allowed to arrest fifteen hundred people, right? right? Yeah. And so yeah. 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 you know, it's all about the argument argument and being able to do things sometimes i'm not gonna look listen sometimes you know i have some people who 
things don't look good, right? Mm-hmm. And I, it's it, people are like, it's all about getting people off. And I'm like, no, sometimes it's about mitigation and making sure the system isn't messing up somebody's life for yeah, a for bad sure. decision, mm-hmm. for sure. right? Mm-hmm. People are like, you trying to get criminals off for doing this? I'm like, no, I'm trying to make a person who made a bad decision at 17 you know, with his yeah, friends yeah. and not let that affect him when he's 40, 40 right? Yeah. right? Let him be able to, you know, do what yeah, he has to yeah. do, do community service, whatever, but y'all, yeah. let, like, yeah. yes, let's not yeah. put a felony. Mm-hmm. Let's get this dismissed with a court supervision. This is a kid. Yeah. While the uh, prosecution sees this as a piece of paper who mm-hmm. did the wrong thing, I'm the one who's going to tell you, like, hey, he has this many scholarships yeah. to go to right. college, yeah. and you're, you, because yeah. of a mistake that he's made right here, yeah. no other, no for arrest priors. before this, yeah. no priors, no anything, yep. you want to ruin his education. You're not trying to fix him you're trying to put somebody in jail right and so it's my job to go beyond that paper sometimes Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not about sometimes my you know a lot well i'm gonna say all my clients are innocent right all my clients ain't never did anything wrong all my clients ain't never did but no even in in a situation (laughs) to where we're not we're not arguing that the person didn't do it i think it's still important to have someone who's trying to make sure that justice is being done. Absolutely. Right? And to me, throwing someone in jail and messing up their life for one mistake is not justice. Absolutely. Right, right, right. right. Quick yeah. question. Quick question, if you don't mind. No, not good. Does racism exist in criminal yes. law? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, that was the question. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Can yeah. you explain it? I, I'm going to tell you about a case in uh, D.C., right? My client, he's okay with it. I've talked to him. He doesn't have a problem with me saying this. So... He's in his car, right? And he just drops, he picks up his phone. They stop him and pull him out of his car because they said that him dropping his shoulder was an indication of him stashing a gun. Now, they didn't lie and say they saw anything else. They didn't say they saw a gun. They didn't say, Good. you know, he he has a history with guns. Good, yeah. Right. What they said was, and of course the case got dismissed, but just the fact that he got arrested, they said him dropping his shoulder was an indication of him stashing a gun. Now, of course he's black. And the thing I think to myself is, okay, you're on the bad part of D.C. Mm. I wonder if you're on the nice part and a nice, you know, white man, a white lady, yeah, yeah. They, they dip their shoulder. I wonder if that's going to be an indication of stashing a gun or are you just going to assume the best, right? right. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's so many times, and look, I... Uh, you know, of course, I want to say this. I'm not putting this on every officer, right? I'm not mm-hmm. saying all cops are racist, right? I'm not that type of person. You know, of course, we have, have family members or cops and everything, but it is definitely, it's definitely seen, right? Mm-hmm. Like this stuff happens, and it happens to us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, situations where cops are going up to people and you know making them show their waistband without any reason, right? Mm-hmm. Just show your waistband, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like. Yet they don't have anything, but why why are we doing this? Right? Because yeah. I'm like, I know you're not going to nice neighborhoods and doing this. Right. Yeah, right? Sure. I know you're not asking yeah. for any of that. So absolutely it is. But to play devil's advocate a little bit for the police officers, isn't it hard though when you when when you know these areas are are prevalent for these type of things? How do you make that decision in the spur of the moment like that? Just still you gotta do it the right way. My thing is I'm not I'm not mad that he arrested my client. I'm mad that he arrested him on just that evidence, right? Okay. There's times where I've had a situation where, you know, something happened, client runs, you have someone who says, like, look, I, he ran over there, I think he had a gun, I saw it, right? And I'm like, look, even if I feel like you're wrong, there's situations where I do think you have probable cause, right? I'm yeah. going to show you that you're wrong, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not faulting you for 
thinking that decision, but thinking right? that right. it was this. But yeah. when when you don't have evidence besides the fact that you're in a bad neighborhood, mm-hmm. and that's my essentially that's my probable cause for arresting you, that's yeah. a problem, yeah. right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, that's that's not an excuse. Um, that's not an excuse to do bad things. You still have to do it the right way, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because look, I don't want you know guns out on the street, right? I'm yeah. not saying that I want people to you know. Uh, uh, be shooting out right. Like I, I think you. At the end of the day, I want things to be safe, just like anybody else, right? right but right. at the end of the day, it seems like when a lot of things are being done wrong, when things rules are being broken, a lot of them are being broken against us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And 100%. that's that's the only thing. That's my argument, right? I don't have a problem. You know, I have a problem with the way the. You know, the criminal system is set up in general, but me being a, a defense attorney, the only thing that I'm griping about right now is just the way things are done out there in mm-hmm. the field, yeah. you know? I think a lot of misjustice happens to our neighborhood, like, right. just because I think they notion is this a bad crime area. Right, right. And, yeah, and a lot of people get misconstrued about that. You ever ran into some people in prison or anything that... Or that was that falsely accused? Falsely accused? Oh, my gosh. The, one of the cases that changed my life one of the cases that changed my life was was in DC where this this was so crazy to where I'm like I don't know how the system fails someone so many times mm. a robbery occurs with the older lady she's like 90 years old mm. this older lady says that the person who did this was in their 20s mid 20s there's my client was in i think he was 50 Three. He oh, looked wow. 53. He yeah. has gray hair and everything, right? Yeah, damn. There's a cop who looked at the video and said, that's my client, right? They went to the lady, put my client's uh, uh, picture in the lineup. Mm-hmm. The lady said that wasn't him. She said it was somebody else, right? They literally had nothing besides the cop saying, yes, that's him, right? Yeah. No other evidence leaking him, right? He's adamant. He's, this was not me. It mm-hmm. wasn't me, Right. right? Still uh, locked up. We're we're trying to get him out. We're we're having probable cause hearings. We're letting them know. Not only did they say this is a twenty something year old man. He has gray hair. He has gray <laughs> hair. It's like his hair was black, but he had gray in it. Right. This is clearly not right. a twenty something year old man. Yeah. She picks when we said that she picked someone else out of the lineup. You know what they said? Oh well, she's older. So you're just already assuming he's guilty. You don't have yeah, to yeah, prove yeah, anything. Yeah, that's crazy. Eventually, we got him out. Everything was released. This man lost his apartment. He lost his job. Yep. Only thing they did for him was, oh, our bad, and let him go. Through so many steps, so many steps. That's How crazy. much time? He was in there for like three months before we were able to get him three out. And I'm months. sitting there Last talking year. to, I'm talking to his boss like, hey, do not fire him. Listen, we're getting this resolved. Like, and and every step of the way, there's no evidence, right? right. There's literally no evidence, and they're just holding. In this case, I, I kid you not, this was while. You know, this was early on, and this case changed my life, man. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, you, you just ruined this man's yeah, life. Hell yeah, you just ruined his yeah. life. You think you're doing the right thing by fr- he shouldn't have been here in the first place. place right. right? You you didn't have a somebody who knows him, who's seen him multiple no times, a family member nothing. who says yes, this is him on the video. You had an officer who says he's had interactions and say yes, that's him. But how do you, there, there's no other evidence. What yeah, if this cop yeah, is obviously crazy. wrong and the video wasn't even the greatest, which was the craziest thing. And I'm like, you know, that's the type of thing that also keeps me fighting as well, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, you know, it's mitigation, making sure people's rights aren't, you know, you know, trampled on, that, you know, you're helping people not have their lives ruined 
but also situations like that. Like yeah. that, that was probably it's obvious. Right. Oh my gosh, to where it was like he, he was hurt, right? He was hurt. Yeah, he was like, how, yeah. You know, you're, you're in how this situation. How could this happen to me? How happen? Like, he, he, why do they not know this? Like, what do they do? And you know how hard it is to tell a person that you know is innocent, right? And yeah, I look, I'm sure. not going to lie. A lot of times you have to investigate. And once I investigate, that's when I really find out my clients are innocent or not. But I'm like, this is a situation where we knew like 100% innocent, yeah, right? Yeah. And tell a man like, Although I know you're 100% innocent and they and they don't have the evidence, you still got to sit in jail another, you know, two weeks. You still got to be in there for that'll, another that'll, month. That'll make that, me cry. That'll make me go home and yeah, rethink hurt. everything. But like, you got to think, man, yeah. shit like that to make niggas run from police. Like, and, you know, and, you know what I'm You could be innocent. Yeah. Or be a and in a, a situation to where it's like, I know he's it's going through his head like, what if they convict me on this? Right. Hell yeah. I didn't yeah. do it. Straight yeah, up. Because, you know, we all hear stories about people oh spending 30, 40, 50 years Man. of their life in jail for Man. something they didn't do. And I see, I, the crazy thing is, you know, you, you see, you have those ones that you see, but being behind the scenes, there's so many more that you don't see. Exactly. There's so many other situations. So where how people many are people you think behind bars right now that can't afford a good lawyer to get out that it is innocent? innocent? Yeah. I don't know, right? Because, listen, most, unfortunately, most, most, most people that are going are not 100% innocent. Mm-hmm. It's just a reality. I'm not going to sit here and lie and be like, yes, everybody who's in uh, in jail is innocent. A lot of times there is enough evidence to say that they did something, right? So a lot of times we are talking about mitigation or or things like that. But to me, any any of those clients, is, that's... That's enough. It's just, enough. Just one is right. enough. Yeah. Right, like, it, it yeah. shouldn't be like, oh, well, it, at least it's a small percentage of yeah, people who are yeah. in jail who yeah. didn't yeah. do yeah. anything yeah. wrong. Yeah, because like, that one person yeah. is right. still in jail. Like, like why the fuck me? Like, <laughs> something they didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't do right. it. I right. didn't do and so, it. Uh, to yeah. me, it's like, yes, you know, to me, any, any amount is too many. Absolutely. Any amount is too many. Absolutely. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Because I know a lot of times, you know, it's, it's quite easy for most of us to celebrate the successes. Right. Can you tell us about a time to where you thought you had a case in the bag and it went the other way? And then how do you have that conversation with your client knowing that you got to go back and tell your client? Like, yeah, right. You, right. You know? So, I mean. Like the Tory Lanez case. <laughs> exactly. That's a perfect oh. example. Okay. That's so, a perfect example. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, your example and then, then we'll talk about the Yeah, Tory. we can talk about the Tory Lanez case. So, listen. Yeah. When it comes to those type of situations, what I tell clients is most of the time I'm completely honest, right? So I tell clients how I feel about a case, right? So most of the time, they'll, the, that happens in situations. I tell clients that we shouldn't go to trial. I tell clients when we should. I, I, I'm like, hey, either I know I can beat it or even if we lose, we'll get the same thing, mm-hmm. right, at mm-hmm. sentencing at, at worst. So, But there, there are situations where I, I will say, look, there's some evidence that's good for us. There's some evidence that's bad for us. At the end of the day, here are the things that you can look at. Look at if we lose, you know, and of course, if we win, that's it, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, a lot of times you have to leave that because that's their life, right? Like right. you, sometimes they're putting a um, clients are putting a mess up situation to where it's like, look, I didn't do it, but I got to take an offer because. I don't want to be in a situation where they find me guilty on something that I didn't do. And now I'm getting more time had I took the offer on something that I didn't do. Right. And so when you say something like that happens, it, it, it happens in clients who, who unfortunately feel like they have to take a plea to something they didn't, you know, didn't do, or they're saying that they didn't do, or a situation where you ultimately go to trial Mm -hmm. and it doesn't go your way. Right. I haven't had a, um, actually haven't had a situation at trial in which I felt like we were going to win and we lost. Okay. 
Um, but I have had situations to where I felt it was a, we had a really good chance at yeah, trial yeah. and a client has been like, I don't want to take the risk, right? Mm -hmm. And to where I feel bad, right? Because I'm like, look, I think we, we could probably win this. But I would be, you know, as a, uh, unfortunately, as an attorney, I have to let people know, like, look. The real of it. It, we it, we could possibly lose. I think I will, I'm pretty, you know, I feel good. I think we'll more likely win. Right. I always tell my clients, I could promise you this, you'll have the best attorney in the room, right? right. You're going to have a that good fight. But what I can't do is promise you a result. No attorney can, right? right. It's different on situations where I'm super confident we'll win a trial, right? Yeah. Um, but in, in there's a case, if there's cases where I just feel really confident, but, you know, there's some facts that look bad, I have to tell clients, like, look, this is up to you, right? Because as confident as I feel, you need to know that it's always a possibility that you can lose, right? And so, you know, sometimes we would decide to go to trial and, you know, essentially call the government's bluff and they'll end up reducing the charges to something my client wants to take. They, sometimes they dismiss. But sometimes you have clients who are like, look, I'm not willing to take that risk. Right. So I'm going to take the offer that they have on the table, which that's some of the more unfortunate mm -hmm. situations that you're in sometimes, mm -hmm. right. you know? Absolutely. So, so let's swing it to the toy. I'm pretty sure you was on, was at least up to date on it. I love it. Oh, uh, yeah, of course I was up to date. So, what I would say about the Tory Lanez case is there was a lot that, because it wasn't public, it was a lot of uh, information we were just getting from people, right? Okay. Oh, okay. I will say, y'all not going to like this. So, I think at the if end of the If you was his lawyer. Huh? If you was his lawyer. Yeah, I think. I think, honestly, yeah, say, from what I heard, yeah, this is what I was going to say. This yeah. is what I was going to say. What I will say is I feel like his lawyers did a good job at pointing out the weaknesses in the prosecution's case. Because a lot of times, you know, some people think that the um, defense has to tell the right story. A lot of times I like to put on a story because people like stories. Yeah, but at yeah. the end of the day, only thing I have to do is prove that show that they didn't prove it. Right. right? I don't have to put on nothing. Right. I don't have to tell you what the truth is. Exactly. They have to prove it. Right. Yeah. I don't have to prove nothing. On the right. prosecution. On right. them, and they're the only ones, the only thing we have is the presumption of innocence. Right. That's what we can't carry right. in. Right. That means you have to believe us, right? right. Uh, from the beginning until they prove it. So what I, what I will say is I think there was also some very damaging things, especially that I heard later on to where at, you know, I might've been a little surprised at the beginning but I think the jail call mm -hmm. was pretty detrimental, yeah. right? Kelsey. Absolutely. Because I think about it this way. If 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 you sitting in jail, right? If you're sitting in jail for something that somebody else did, right? Yep. And that person who you know did it calls you, what type of demeanor are you gonna have? Man, you motherfucker, you should have yeah, you should have yeah. told me. What are you doing? Like, yeah. hey, look, I don't care what you do. You, you, you need to get me out of here. here. I ain't gonna say, but yeah. get me out of here. Yeah. That's not the demeanor that he had. That's not. That's not the demeanor that he had. And I'm like, at first, we didn't, nobody got to hear that because nobody was, mm -hmm. it, it was a closed trial, right? Yeah, so yeah. we're just getting, and Later, then yeah. there was another witness that I think was called for the defense that I think they actually, I don't think they knew that that person was going to testify to what they did. And I think mm -hmm. that actually killed the case as well. Because I think one of the defense's own witnesses actually put the gun in Tory's hands. Was it like a security guard? It was something, it was so, I remember, it was something like that that actually, and I don't, I think, I don't yeah. think the defense was actually ready for that. So while I think they did a good job, I, I do think that I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm surprised about the verdict, right? Okay. But after hearing everything, I do think that they, let me say, I wouldn't have been surprised either way mm -hmm. what the verdict was. So oh. if they if they acquitted, I think the uh, for the most part, especially with Kelsey, like they did a good job at painting this girl. Yeah. It's like, yeah. and she didn't help. 
Yeah, she's like, helping yeah, all. Yeah. So I think they did a good job at we call them um, Winfield, right? So that's the type of case. But they did a good job at pointing uh, to somebody else being the one who actually yeah. did it, right? Yeah. So that was masterful. Yeah. But there were some things that I'm like, and, and I think the tape just off of that is very telling, right? Like right. I think that's that is the just tape, I mean, the jail call. The jail, jail call. call. I think that's what did them in too. That, I, that I, is, I, that's I, it. I, I think I, that's I, what did them in. It, right? it is what did them in. But I be feeling like sometimes some some guys out there just be like feeling sorry for the. I'm gonna take of, it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna take, take the blame. Yeah, I'm gonna take. But it. I, you know, like like him calling her is like he really was liking her. But listen to what, you know what but he was really apologetic. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I was so drunk. I was so drunk. I'm like, yeah, but how they said the story. Was is he was saying that he fucked both of them? Like, yeah, I fucked both of y'all. Bit, blah, blah, blah. No, but, but listen. But, so listen, in his yeah. head, in his head, nah. he probably said sorry. Like, I should never no, expose. No, no, no. Nah, he <laughs> no, he was saying sorry for putting y'all in that situation. Yeah, I was I think, tweaking. Let me, yeah, let me, let me, let me respond to what you're saying. Putting them against yeah, listen, each listen, other. listen. I, I think that that could be something that's real. Yeah. Not after you arrested. I think you would say that type of stuff. Like maybe. You know, before or while y'all in the car, be like, hey, I'm so sorry I was so drunk. But after you're arrested, you looking at possibly being in jail, you're not going to be apologizing to the yeah. person who did it. No, I, don't think, right. I don't think he was thinking far ahead, like, I'm finna go to prison about this shit. Uh, I think he was just thinking, like, oh, this listen, I need, you, I need you to go counsel some of my cases, bro. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I like to spin, bro. I love to spin, I, like, man. I would think, like, I, you know I would bring you on. I cause. think he was just having fun, like, but in his head. That's what this all going to go away. If if it, if I'm the attorney, that's one of those cases where I would have felt very happy about the entire case until I heard that call. Mm, like that call would have. Huh? I, I mean, my thing is, I don't know what I would have done. Rather, I didn't know what they were offering, anything like that. But I'm like, I going into you know when I go into trial, I let my clients know right. what's the stuff that's good and what's the stuff that's, that's bad. bad. Yeah. And I would have told them this this call is bad. Right? Yeah. I like that call. You would have told them to take a plea. Well, I don't know, right? So I would have had to look at everything because, like I said, they also did a good job at painting Kelsey as the shooter, as the shooter, right? right. And, and then you have her come in and she don't want to yeah. talk because you yeah. think about. I just told you, what are you going to do if you're calling somebody who's the actual shooter? I, I also think about this: if you're in court and you know you didn't do anything, right. what are you going to say? Right? Not I plead the yeah, fifth, yeah, right? Yeah, like right. as a, as an attorney, I use that to my benefit. If yeah. if I know that a client is going to or, or a witness is going to plead the fifth. Oh, I put it on. Did she get like a uh, what's that shit called? Uh, um, you know, what I'm talking about she was um because um, she asked for it before she got took the stand. They said, uh, uh, not clemency, but uh, that's it. pardon or something. No, no, like uh, not immunization. Yeah, immunization. So I don't know. I don't know if she had. Yeah, right? she, yeah, she. And did. so my thing is, at the end of the day, I will say they did a good job with that. And yeah. you know, people were talking about the. Uh, you know the the gunpowder and stuff. Yeah. How he didn't have that on his hands and um, no fingerprints on the gun. No fingerprints on the Megan gun. St- uh, Megan the story and, and this how she switched up, yep. right? Like yep. the one thing that I look at is if you can paint the person the complaining witness. Like if you can show that they lied, that's also big, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, that I think call, the, huh? the call and I think there was enough. Like again, you had a, a a defense witness who placed the gun in his hand, right? Mm. Of course, you're gonna have Megan who said what happened mm-hmm. and all of this. But when you have, and I, I had to think that the defense didn't know that was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I, they had to right. be blindsided by that because I would never put him up, right? Yeah. Uh, in that situation, um, and so I think that there, you know, there were some things that kind of messed him up. And I'm not, I'm definitely, I'm not surprised by by the verdict. Like, there was a lot of people who were surprised. I was. Absolutely, I especially was, after hearing everything, right. after seeing all the 
you know, the evidence that we couldn't see because a lot of times you was just you were just seeing what was going on from Twitter, mm -hmm. from on people who were in there. Yeah, right. The and I can tell you right now, any case where I don't get to see it, they, and that goes to the Jonathan Majors, right? I thought his case seemed pretty strong as well. But again, when you're not in a courtroom, you don't get to see the witnesses right. testifying because mm -hmm. you can see credibility, all that stuff, mm -hmm. right? There's a lot of things that you... That so so what went wrong with that? Because it was a video of the nigga yeah. running. So one thing I will say, what people miss from this, people are like, he was just found guilty. He was found guilty of the lesser charge. What oh. that means is they didn't, they didn't believe her either, right? She oh. said he just punched me in my ear. And so he was charged with... Uh, uh, I can't remember the exact charges, so don't don't get me lying. There was a there was an intentional type assault, and then there was a misdemeanor, like you acted recklessly right. and oh, injured her. Man. Right? Okay. Had they believed her, he would have definitely been guilty of the intentional. Yeah, right? Yeah. He had more of a reckless situation to where sometimes what the jury does is, and I hate this. There's prosecutors who will they will put um they will put a big charge, they will put a little charge, time. and they essentially what the jury will do is they'll it makes it seem like they're compromising, right? Like, we don't know what to do. And so the compromise is, we're not going to find you guilty on the big charge. We're just going to find you guilty on the no, lesser so charge. That's how the prosecutor sometimes get a charge. Yeah, and the prosecutor sometimes will do that on purpose. They will add both charges, right, to where the jury, just to get the jury to convict on something, right? right? Convict right. on a lesser charge. And so with that situation, what I will say is this. I wasn't in the courtroom, right? I will say from the evidence that I saw, I don't, think that had a black man been chasing a white woman down the street yeah, no, yeah, it been right. uh, been totally uh, they would have yeah, he would be right that, yeah. that the, yeah, yeah. uh and that's she would have been arrested yeah i'm like I, that that's the thing that kind of bothered me because i'm like i just wouldn't have seen that happening had it been reversed yeah but you know it it, it, it his case seemed strong but i didn't get to nobody got to see it, right? right? So her testimony, it seemed like there were some holes, but I'm like, I would have loved to see what she said, how she spent mm -hmm. it, because a lot of times, especially with juries, that means a lot. Like how mm -hmm. the person explains what, what happened and, right. you know, the inconsistency, yeah, yeah. those mm -hmm. type of things. And so... So let me ask you this real yeah. quick. When, when you go in trial, how the fuck do prosecutors just throw up some more charges while you're in trial? Is that fair or what the fuck? Yeah, so I mean, it, I guess it depends, right? So there, there are some situations where, um, you know, if it's there, they can they can go for, you know, like what you mean there. So if there's if it's so sometimes you'll have charges, they'll have lesser included charges that they don't put on, right? So right. you'll have, um, let's say you have a murder case or something like that. A lesser right. uh, included charge could be an assault with intent to kill, right? Mm -hmm. To where. They're going for the murder, but they want to keep a, a lesser included to see if they can get you on that, right? Or, or let's say something even even better, right? Let's say there's a murder case and they include battery, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, if I don't get you on the murder, you know, mm -hmm. you still yeah, batter the that person, fair, right? Because whether or not it's like fair, we, we, we uh, basically what what trial is is a battle between you and me, right? How the fuck? Like, I'm not prepared to hear about no battery shit. <laughs> right, right. So they can't come. So that's why any any charges have to be. So what I mean by lesser included is is still a part of it. So you can't. So you can't be like. So what you can't do is in the middle of trial. <laughs> no, hold on. go from like. You gotta think about that shit. Like, <laughs> I'm sitting here. Oh man, I'm facing murder. Ooh, then all of a sudden, it been like a motherfucker hey, stand up. Your whole preparation uh, was for yeah, murder. Like, like murder. out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Uh, we want to get him from battery too. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so it can't be anything. It has to be something that's like 
within the same facts, right? So you can't be like, hey, I'm charging them for murder, but then, uh, oh, you know, oh, we're going to add on robbery after oh, you get, because yeah, you have yeah. to get notice of your charges, right? right? You have to get notice, and they're saying, like, you hit this person on this day, right? right. So you hitting this person on this day could be a part of the murder or it could just be a battery, right? right it's still right. the same thing. If you're saying you didn't do it, you're you're innocent regardless. So you saying you do it to all of us, right? Okay. Right. So ain't it has that to like, be the same ain't that like hurting okay. your chances of winning too? No, I mean because it, the motherfucker like, nah, he murdered, but that's definitely right. Bad. And, and then you can't. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> for the most part, you can't. So it is. It's very particular ways that you could do it. Oh, okay. You can't be in the middle of the argument and look to the jury and be like, y'all don't believe the murder. All right, what you think about a battery? <laughs> right, exactly. Would y'all believe that? Okay, right. hey, yo, your yeah. honor, can we switch this up real quick? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, so it's a certain time limit. They yeah, got the, there's certain oh, okay. ways that you got to do this. And, I, 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 uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Amber Heard and Johnny. Yeah. Uh, 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 what's that nigga name? Um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Yeah. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. And, and they was trying to throw some extra shit in there, and then the judge was like, "Nah, y'all can't do that right, right now." Right, right. Cause I think it was too deep. Into yeah, it. and so for yeah, for the most part, you have because you have to have notice of your charges. So you oh, okay, can't okay. if you if you're noticed up for this charge, you can't just then. You throw whatever else you want because that's that's not fair, right? You oh, okay. have to have notice of the charge beforehand right, because right. you got to have an opportunity to prepare to defend yourself, right? right? Yeah. You can't, you know, charge me with a battery and then decide like, okay, well, I'm gonna throw in this robbery last minute, yeah, right? Yeah. Like that's just not the way. That's not the way it works. Most of the time, it comes in the form of lesser included. Like, hey, you didn't do this, but you did, you know, something that is. It comes out of the same thing. Like you. Let's say um, battery. Like, let's say they they accuse me of punching you, right? Mm -hmm. A lesser included charge may be assault. Assault doesn't. You don't need to actually. In most cases, you don't need to hit someone. Actually, connect to assault someone. Oh, okay. Assault is just putting them in fear of being battered, right? Mm. Putting them in apprehension or like if a motherfucker do this. Yeah. So like if yeah if I'm like, if you like I'm gonna knock you out or something that's like battery? that. That's battery. That's assault. That's technically assault, and it has to be a reasonable apprehension. Like you 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 reasonably believe that you are going to be battered. Right. What the fuck? But, yeah. But that got to be the hardest thing to fight because there's no evidence. Anybody can say he flinched that whatever at me, but like you can't really prove that. Right. Well, that that's actually the, the, when there's no evidence. That's the easiest thing to fight. All oh, right. right. Exactly. Because right. Because the, the burden is on the prosecution. Oh yeah. And I. Oh my gosh. I go crazy on that. Right. Like okay. I let them. I have a whole thing where I'm like, look. I tell my jury, both of us came in carrying something. Mm -hmm. What the government, uh, what we came in carrying is the presumption of innocence. What that means is, as my client sits here today, he is presumed innocent. What mm -hmm. that means is you have to believe him at this moment. Right. That means as this case starts, some people believe you got to stay in the middle and just decide who has the best story. Yeah. No, what the presumption of innocence means is you must start on my side. Right. You must right. start on the right. side that he didn't touch anybody. Right. You must start on the side that he didn't rob anybody. Right. And what the government brought in is the burden of proof. Right. See, they have to prove beyond a reasonable no doubt, doubt the hard, right, the right. highest bar in our land, higher than, you know, probable cause for cops, yeah. higher than when they take your child away from a mother, yeah. the, the highest burden in our land. You must believe that he is innocent unless and until they prove beyond a reasonable doubt. And then I go into like all the reasons why right, they're not right. going to prove it, right? right? They're not going to prove it because of this and this and that mm -hmm. and that and that. So I'm like, good Good defense attorneys are really good at hammering that burden. In, in Illinois, they don't let you talk about it as much as they let you do in D.C. In D.C., they let you completely Why? explain. I don't know. It's so weird. They don't let you explain the burden that much. You mm -hmm. get objected to. 
you you know for the most part you can say it's the highest burden but you can't like in dc you can give examples of what the uh you know beyond a reasonable doubt means um like if you let's say you're leaving your house you know that you turned off the oven right you know that you turned off the oven but you think to yourself as you're leaving is that is that oven on right like yeah, i'm pretty yeah, sure like i turned slight, it off yeah. like I, I know that i turned it off yeah, i'm pretty yeah. sure that i turned it off yeah that's reasonable doubt that's slight that slight thing up. that even though you're you're sure yeah. that you did that that thought that man i that thought that makes you go back just to be sure 100 sure that's enough that that's reasonable doubt you go to a skydiving uh, instructor right mm -hmm. and this skydiving instruction instructor tells you um i think i might be able to get you down safely mm -hmm. you you wouldn't like that right, yeah, right. that's not beyond the reasonable <laughs> doubt if the uh, skydiving instructor says you know what i'm about 50 percent sure you're gonna survive you wouldn't, you wouldn't yeah, get yeah, in nah. because that's not beyond a reasonable doubt either. If yeah, you feel right. like it's fifty percent, that's not beyond a reasonable doubt. Reasonable doubt is there is no, no doubt beyond yeah. reason, right? There's no like, and, and, and so the that's why it's kind of a disservice in Illinois that it makes it a little bit more difficult because right. you can't go through the explanations like you can in D.C. Mm -hmm. But good attorneys are going to hammer the mess out of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, is it? it it, it kind of sucked, though. If I'm innocent, why I got to sit in jail until I'm proven guilty? Right. Well, the good thing is, in Illinois, you know, they just changed the, the they law. They did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's... And, oh, my Hold gosh. On, I don't know what they changed it to for I, people out there. Right. I hate the way they... The Safety Act, the... There are some bad actors that try to make it seem like this was a bad thing. The way it works is, before, you had to essentially... Getting out was based on how much money you had. Yeah, bond. It was cash oh, yeah, bail, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so to me, it doesn't make sense to where they'll be like, oh, well, you set a high bail. It doesn't make sense to me that a, the your ability to be out is based on how much money you have. Whether you're guilty or innocent. It, it, it's based yeah. on, like, if you can afford it, you could be out. So what would happen is you have people that, for the most part, everybody agrees should not be in jail, right? You have their, their bond is set relatively low. We're talking about a $5,000. But because they're poor... They can't get out. Mm -hmm. While somebody who is it, it, um, charged of very serious mm -hmm. crimes has, you know, has a high bond. We're talking five hundred thousand dollar bond, but because they're rich, they can get out. So what the Safety Act does is, it's all it says is, if you want to, there's some uh, um, offenses that you can't be held for that are like not. We're talking about marijuana possession, things like that, which is how it should be, right? right? right, right. And then it's like, if there are a situation where you do want to hold someone, all it says is you have to prove it. Like you can, you we just have to have a hearing and you just have to prove that I'm a danger, flight risk, anything like that. That's how people should want it. Right, you should want right. people, you should want people who are dangerous and a flight risk to be in jail, yeah, not sure. people who can't afford to get mm -hmm. out. Right, yeah, right? that's true too. Yeah, and yeah. so, the, petty offenses. And so yeah. the good thing is, uh, uh, because of the Safety Act, there are a lot of offenses now that you can't be held on, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're, you're released, they can't hold you. Um, and, you know, in, in a lot of circumstances in which they do want to hold you, they just have to have a hearing and show that you're, you're dangerous, no, right? That's pretty dope. Okay. And absolutely. there's no cash yeah. bill, right? Yeah, dope. absolutely. Absolutely. I wanted to ask you this too because for the audience out there, um, if you are a black man and you find yourself in a criminal case, um, and let's say I can't afford uh, an Alante holiday. Yeah, yes. How do I go about handling my... I don't know nothing about the law. Right, right, right. How do I go? What's the best piece of advice that you can give people who don't got the money or the resources? Right. How can they handle their situation? Well, for one, I would say this. Um, I know... So there are, you know, when you're... If you don't have the money, you are given a public defender, right? right. And public defenders have a bad rep. Yep. I will say, first off, there are really good public defenders. Right. 
out there, right? There's a lot of bad ones, <laughs> but there are some really good Can ones, too. Can you pick or choose your public defender? You don't get to choose. So mm-hmm. it's appointed, right? And I would say, just to put it out here, some of the best attorneys I've ever seen, private or non-private, have actually been public defenders, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. In D.C., they have some of the most incredible lawyers I've ever seen, no matter you know, private or not, at that public defender's office, right? Mm -hmm. So the first thing I will say is, if you can't afford it, at least, you know, keep up on your lawyer, see what's going on, right? See if they're taking an interest in your case. Don't just assume that because they're a public defender that they're bad, right? Mm -hmm. If you do have the resources to get a lawyer, go ahead and do it, you know, pay for a lawyer. But if you do have a public defender, just make sure that you're you're keeping on them. You can request a new one though, right? Yes and no. So mostly no. But if there's a situation to where like there's some significant conflict of interest or something like that, you can. If there's a lawyer who who who's not doing anything, of course you you know you have a problem. But make sure you're checking up on that because you could have a lawyer who is you know who's going hard, right? Mm -hmm. Who is doing what they're supposed to do, and you don't want to make sure you get you don't want to get rid of that because sometimes when you're paying for a lawyer, there's some instances and. Rare instances that a public defender may be better because they have more resources, right? right? As a private attorney, the when when I worked out in DC, we had all the resources we need. We can get experts. We can, you know, we had investigators. We had yeah. everything. As a private attorney, you know, I get I get clients, and I gotta let them know, like, look, if we gotta get an expert, I gotta let you know you're gonna have to pay them two hundred and fifty dollars an hour mm. for me to talk to them. If I get an investigator, that the cost is on you. So if you have a, a, a public defender who's doing well. Just stick with them. Mm -hmm. With that being said, if it's a situation where your lawyer is not doing what they're supposed to do, public defender or private attorney, it's hard, but you got to talk to family. You got to do what you can because I will say I've seen drastic difference in outcomes based on the quality of lawyer, right? I I, I wish it wasn't like that Mm -hmm. to where the lawyer that you have didn't affect the outcome Mm -hmm. of your case that much. Mm -hmm. But when I say I've seen drastic differences, right? From you taking a plea to something terrible that you should have never taken to you you getting free, you getting dismissed, dismissed. right? I had a a lawyer that was terrible. Like the nigga wasn't responding. He wasn't trying to help me. And now I was calling him, wasn't answering. And I hit up his uh, boss and shit They gave me a new Public defender Shit I was out No time shit. Right right. And, and, and I'm not racist None but It was a black dude At first Then they switched me To a white dude <laughs> It was going And listen My thing is I ain't racist though I, I, Do not hire me Cause if somebody come in Don't hire me Just cause I'm Don't hire any lawyer Just cause they black Right, right? right. Get a good lawyer Right yeah. I, I'm a I'm a black lawyer Who's going to go hard For my clients Right, right. Like I want you to hire me Cause you know I'm gonna do well I'm gonna get mm-hmm. you the result, the best result that you're going to yep. get, right? Yep. And so the fact that you just said that is exactly my uh, explanation with uh, public defenders, right? Mm-hmm. People think all public defenders are bad. Right. You just told me that you had a public defender that was bad, wasn't doing what they were supposed yeah, to do. No. You got another public defender handle business, yeah, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, for me, people assume because you pay for it, that means it's good. There's also really bad lawyers yeah, that you pay yeah, for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you'll get is a, a lawyer that's going to take your money and still get you a bad result. Yeah, so that's why you just have to vet some things, right? You have to make sure that they're up on your case. I will say there are times where you can't get in touch with the lawyer, and it's for good reason. I will say my my clients, they contact me, right? Like, yeah. I, I, I get in contact with yeah. them. Like that's not a problem. Mm-hmm. But I will not—I will say, you know— <laughs> 
judge things, you know, in, in context, right? Yeah. Sometimes there are situations where there's a good reason why you can't get in touch with them for that moment. It can't be like I haven't talked to him for a month mm-hmm. and I don't know what's going on with my Shit. case type mm-hmm. thing. That's how my call started. Yeah. Hey, hey uh, yeah, I was just calling to check up on my case. That's one month. Next month. Right. Man, come on, bro. Right. I just want to holler at you. Right. That's right. another month. Th- right. The third month, I was like, oh, come right. on, man. Right. You don't leave me in it. Right, man, and it's unfortunate, man, because it, it just matters, man. And uh, that was so clear out in D.C. where I saw what good representation is supposed to look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. these for everybody, they went hard, mm-hmm. right? They did exactly what they were supposed to do, and that's how it, everywhere it should it, be. Is that because y'all trying to build your resume up? No, uh, I mean it was just a good office. Like the thing is, they it, that's the model. That's the model that every office, you know, oh, private okay, public okay, should okay, have. Okay, okay. But it was just. It was just a good office. And honestly, a lot of them cared about, you know, yeah, clients, okay. right? Okay, yeah. And so, um, you know, it was good uh, good lawyers, and that matters, man. Absolutely. We're going to wrap it up with a couple yeah. more questions. I want to ask you a couple, a couple more. Yeah, yeah. You got a couple nah, more. No, nah, no, nah. And then, uh, oh, boy, yeah, yeah. All right, so for me, I want to just make sure that, like, for the people out there, man, because I think, like, let me ask you this just real quick. Yeah. Um, is it expensive to hire a good lawyer? Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Uh, yes, it is. This is be honest. Yeah, yeah, honestly, it is. Right, that was. Um, it is. It it, it it costs some money, right? But what I will say this is, the repercussions could cost so much Way more. more. Yeah, I feel you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The repercussions, whether it's a felony on your record that shouldn't be there, jail time mm-hmm. when you shouldn't have it. You mm-hmm. know, the um, even though it costs a, a higher good lawyer, sometimes it's it's, it's worth it. And, and I and the the thing is, I want to tell people, I don't want it to be this way, right? I would be happy if my criminal business took a hurt because there are great public defense mm-hmm. where everybody's getting wonderful, amazing mm-hmm. um, uh, quality defense. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, in some cases, that's not the situation. Absolutely. Not in all, but in yeah. some. So to me, I'm thinking, you know, whatever you got to do, family, anything, it's not worth it to take take a chance with, yeah. you know, your, your life. So, so to my next question... Are there resources out there for people that will help them pay for a lawyer if they can't afford it themselves? Um, not. There are some. There are so one. There are some offices that do pro bono cases. I handle a limited number like, of pro bono um, cases. Like I have, I think I have uh, uh, three pro bono cases right now that I do. So one thing is you can have a just a private office that handles pro bono and it could be an office that has a little bit more resources or not. And this, again, this is if you have a lawyer that's bad private or public defender, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know of too many who's going to help, um, pay, but there are, depending on where you are, there are, um, there are organizations that actually help different offices increase their um, level of public defense, right? And so I think the best thing that we can do is try to get that to be the standard, right? Mm. The reason why, you know, in New York they have, uh, I know Bronx Defender is an amazing office. In in, uh, D.C., Public Defender Services is an amazing office. And I think we need to fight to make sure that that is the the standard around everywhere, you know? I wish we could dive deeper with you on that because that's really good. And I think... I think that's more of our fight than yeah. us fighting the system. No, yeah. let's fight to make these these right. public defenders better right. Right. instead right. of fighting right. the system. Right. Last question for you yeah. before we get out of here. If there's anybody in jail right now or if there's family out there with people who's in jail who's, right. who don't know how to help their family, how do you get started with helping your family member come back home? 
Right. So the the first thing you could do, so if they if they do have a lawyer, just make sure that you're you're letting your lawyer know everything, right? Like okay. you're if you have any information that could help them, let them know, mm-hmm. right? The second thing that you could do is if I mean, unfortunately, if you if you can help them get some more assistance, mm. then do it, right? Mm. Even look, there's some lawyers who don't like the fact that their clients will like say, "Hey, why don't we try this? Why don't we do this?" They, you know, there's some lawyers who have egos, right? Mm-hmm. My thing is, I'm a great lawyer, but at the end of the day, this is your life. Right. So if you feel like there's something that I should know, yeah. I want you to tell, tell me, me. Yeah. right? And so one thing I would say is, I don't care. The, the 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 law firms could get mad at me. The public defenders could get mad at me if you want to. If you feel like there's something that's important that the attorney should know. I don't care what they say. Let them know. Absolutely. Let sure, them know. Sure. You know what for I'm sure. saying? And so just make sure, and then make sure you tell them to look at, you know, anything from Mr. Holiday. <laughs> tell them not to talk to the cops. Yeah, make yeah, sure yeah. you have anything that's not. Oh, and, and one thing that is important, and this is for family members, right? Yeah, yeah. When it comes to those jail calls, they're recorded. They, the, the state's attorney's office will have interns that listen to all of those calls. The worst thing you can do is be talking about the case. I know it's hard, right? Because you want to talk, you, you want, you, you want, you want your family members yeah. to know, and yeah. you want to be like, hey, what's going on with this? The worst thing you could do is talk about that because they're listening to that. That's recorded. And then one of the worst things that can happen is we're getting ready to go to trial. We feel good. And then we have this random oh. a jail call oh. that, Toy you know, Lance. talking about something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tory Lance. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> last question for you, Joshua, real quick, real quick. What's up? Two seconds or less. Yeah. Did Gunner snitch? <laughs> from, from a lawyer's perspective and then from a culture perspective. Did Gunner snitch? Did Gunner snitch to me? Ten seconds. No, I would say he did it only because um, Young Thug, it depends on what Young Thug says and what Young Thug's lawyer right, say. Right, Because you don't, we assume what hurts the case. We don't know what actually hurts right. the case. So my thing is, I don't know what the ins and outs of what's going on with the case, but if Young Thug and Young Thug's lawyer is saying like, look, that didn't hurt us, that's not a problem. To me, that's not a problem. Like, I'm Got not going to lie about it. All right? Okay, hold on. Hey, hold on. Oh, hold no, on. So, so. Before we leave, Five anybody seconds. out there that oh. needs your information to get a lawyer yes, in yes, Illinois. Right, so I... I I have a firm, my own firm. Go slow so they can so they can write it down. Oh yeah, listen, listen. I need y'all to have this yeah, because if you get it, if you get in the jam, family or criminal, let me know. Yes. I work at Apex Legacy Law Firm. Apex Legacy Law Firm in Lombard. I can handle any cases in Illinois. If you have any problems, definitely give me a call. Uh number is 815-997. 9 5 7 5 and I promise you you will have the best lawyer in the room hey, dude, but dude, they gotta hit you up through the biz they can't hit you up on the personal note like on a like cause APAC uh, I might not remember APAC give my email but if you oh, give me like like a social media or email oh or yeah I mean like, you can always so my all my social media is on my name right so Alante Holiday you can Facebook Instagram if you right. have any issues there's cases that I've taken because somebody hit me up on messenger yeah. so I check it so if you have any problems anything like that my email Email is uh, a holiday, so a h o l l i d a y. So my uh, first letter, last name at apexlegacylaw.com. Let's get it, right? So I got y'all, man. Hey, and if, right. hey, if y'all forget that, man, two, hey, if y'all forget it, man, you know we had on man Chico. What's so up, y'all, man? Hey, we, we, we got man. you, man. We got you, man. We got you. I'm gonna get you right. I'm hey, we want right. to thank you, Alante, for, for sliding, man. man. Absolutely, hey, man. It was a pleasure, bro. Thank you again. We need a part two, man, because there's so many more questions we got to get to. We want to thank y'all for tuning in, man. Me and Chico. Yes, sir. We out this bitch.